here's a pretty good story though. Babbitt called me one day uh, and he said, "Hey, you have to go to the hospital right now. They're going. They need to amputate Mitch's leg. You have to go there and talk him into let into letting them amputate his leg, or he'll die of gangrene." <laughs> Yes, that is a really fantastic story you will hear in this podcast. I tease it up front, and it's a story that I've probably wanted to hear my ever since I heard it happen. But you know, comics are pretty. Uh, but why did he have to do that? Because uh, it. Well, you got to listen to the podcast, babe. It's a good story. You but never knew why? about that. You never knew that about no. Mitch. Yeah. Uh, did they actually cut his leg off? No, no, he got a second opinion and they kept his leg. Oh my god. And Fairbanks was the guy that was like, I really think you should cut it off. Because and don't worry, it's you hear the guy to listen to the podcast. It's a fantastic podcast. I've known Chris Fairbanks for a long time and I've and I really do truthfully enjoy Chris Fairbanks. He is one of the fun he's like a true comic spirit. Like he just wants to have a good time and giggle. He's got a great. I heard, just heard him recently on Stanhope's podcast talking about having a bad set, and he's just the best. You've known Fairbanks for a long time too. Yeah, he tells a really great story about uh, getting drugged by a gay dude. Oh my god! Podcast. Yeah, it's holy this cow! Is a really great podcast. Sounds like a really good it one. Is, it is. No sponsors today. That's right, guys. We're going to keep this super short. Uh, tour dates. Where's my fucking phone? Do you have anything to plug, Leanne? No, buy a machine shirt. Buy a machine shirt. Tour dates. Uh, I'm in stand-up Huntsville on the 20th. This is uh, that's Thursday. Um, I'm assuming that show is sold out, but I don't know. Wild West Comedy, uh, Wild West Comedy Festival. I'm at Zany's Friday and Saturday night. Friday afternoon, we're doing a call in sick to work live podcast with me, Nate Bargazzi, and Sean Patton. Yuck Yucks the next week, Detroit Crowfoot Ballroom the 4th, Cincinnati Funny Bone the 5th and 6th of uh, May, and then Crapshoot Comedy Festival in Vegas on the 19th, followed by Bisbee uh, Live Podcast with Doug Stanhope on the 20th. And that's kind of it. I know that we're doing the Blue Note in Hawaii on the 31st of May uh, in Honolulu. And then Cobb's Comedy Club, Sacramento the following week, the 9th, 10th, and 11th. Kansas City Improv, the U.S. Opens that week. I might do a live podcast while I watch the U.S. Open in my hotel room. Orlando Improv the following week. Then Legion of Skanks Festival the 25th in New York. I'm throwing a post party um, on the 25th. Leanne, you should come out to New York for the Legion of Skanks Festival. Maybe. Cherokee Casino, Columbus Funny Bone. Pittsburgh Improv, Hilarities Cleveland, the 27th, 28th, 29th. I think we are probably shooting my sitcom in August. That's what we've been talking about. I have big news uh, with other things. I got a video I'm going to be releasing for Mother's Day that we're in the process of editing that Leanne is not a fan of. And let's just uh, let's keep it tight and start the podcast. That sound good, Leanne? Sounds good. Do anything you want to talk about? Nope. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. My id. That's an entire podcast. Is it? Maybe we should do uh, a Star Trek podcast. I should. We should. We should. Yeah, and break down how I would handle situations based on my Kirkisms. Yes, exactly. And you Spock the fuck out of things. <laughs> Spock and Jim. Might be interesting. 
Yeah, maybe. All right, guys. So today's podcast is a fucking burner. You're going to love it. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the Godfrey one. I have a, I've backlogged a bunch of podcasts because uh, I'm touring really hard. So I've done a bunch that I've talked about, and you'll hear me talk about on this podcast. And just know that they will be coming out soon. I also am going to be releasing my podcast I did with um, Todd Glass. My buddy... Chris Martin. I was just with him in uh, in Utah this past week. He's a British comic. I did his podcast over in London, and he's now moved here with his wife, Hannah, and he's got a new podcast that I listen to, and it's really fucking funny. It's re- it, I, I really enjoyed it. He just started it. It's called Babysitting Trevor with Carl Donnelly and Chris Martin. You can get it at uh, on iTunes. That's the title. Babysitting Trevor with Carl Donnelly and Chris Martin. They basically hang out with this older, crazy British comic or Australian comic who's had insane life experiences and just shares them. And it's a great podcast. So go check it out. The reason I was going to say that is because I'm also going to re-releasing my podcast I did with Todd Glass on my RSS feed. But you can go get it right now. It's a two-parter. It's fucking great. And, uh, I'm going to release it so that you just have it in your in your queue, and then you're going to love it, and then you can go download all of Todd Glass's. I really will say Todd Glass might have the most inventive podcast out of any of us, and you can do go to all these, and you can go to laughable.com and download all these podcasts. So funny, Laughable's got this new thing now where you can follow comics, and they don't even have to have a podcast. You can just follow comics you like, and then hear them on all your favorite podcasts, and get their tour dates. Laughable is fucking killing it. If you're not hearing me talk about it, you're hearing Greg Fitzsimmons talking about it, Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, Ari Shafir is coming back. I think I'm going to see him this week. That's it. This is going to be a long read. Check out Laughable. Check out Babysitting Trevor with uh, Chris and Carl and uh, and Todd Glass and tour dates. I guess this was a long promo. That said, let's get into this fucking podcast. You're going to love it. Ladies and gentlemen, stand-up comedian... Chris Fairbanks. This is Hello. Test one, test two, Zoom three, six. Yep, we're both on. No, I didn't do anything to the room. Six channels. That's what the six stands for. Are there six channels? The two on top, the mic on top is two separate channels. Oh, yeah, I got that, but I but I don't I don't look at it that way. I look at it as four channels, so that's four mics. Right. Well, so interesting. Mine, uh, I enjoy the ambient car driving noise. Wait, what's your podcast? You're talking the thing we're recording. Test one, test two. Wait, what's your podcast? It was. Uh, Do you need a ride? I oh, say that's right. You take people to the airports. Yeah, we haven't been doing it. Really? Karen has a very popular murder. Podcast. Karen Kilgariff. Yeah. Uh, I just texted back and forth with her in Georgia. I have a really funny story about them. I'm getting. I'm going to try to get them on my podcast next week. Oh, good. Um. It'll be great. I knew Georgia for a long time without her knowing who I am. But we we did a um, we both worked at Travel Channel. Like kind of, she had like a web series, I think, with them. You've been there for a decade, a seven years. It's a, a very. I talked about it in therapy today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they abuse you. Uh, I'm not working for them right now. Because and, they kept flinging you off the sides of roller coasters. Uh, no, that, that's me. That that okay. that blame goes to me directly. Okay. Because uh, because I have a I have a horrible sense for validation. Yeah, of course. Um, me too. I want everyone to like me, including uh, carnies. And 
uh, dude, it's so bad. But that sense of validation comes around and, and starts creeping into um, one of the videos, one a couple of the videos that that, uh, that I, I fought so hard to get them to put online. Just recently got put online. Like when the show was airing, I was like, "Can we put some stuff in?" And then it just recently started airing, and one went viral, got eighty million views. And eighty so, million. That is perspective wise. That's when news channels start talking about you. Like eighty million is an aggressive amount of views, and it really is the point where you drop your kids off at school, and every other parent says they just saw your video. Right. Like twenty five. I have I have a video that has twenty five million views. And that sells tickets. 80 million views uh, gets people. I'll tell you what 80 million views does. It raises every single view on Travel Channel's network by 5 million views. Oh, wow. And so my sense of validation is, you know, I'm very comfortable with where Travel Channel and I are right now. I like doing stand-up. I think I think for a long time I was biting my tongue and not saying the things I wanted to say on stage or and nothing bad, but I just was always very mindful. And right now that's not the case, and I'm doing well in stand-up. And so part of me is like, it's like, hey man, if if you, I, I didn't want to ride roller coasters. I didn't want to jump off buildings. I did. I, I like I, I just was past that. I remember mm-hmm. having a meeting with the new president, going, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to ride roller coasters. So it was about that. I'm that 40, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to come to terms with like what I wanted. I loved trip flip, but I didn't. I didn't. It's like sometimes you'd get travelers who weren't that awesome to be on camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but there was no way you could be like less of them, more of me. Like I want to do a show about me. I want me to be the focus, but I don't want to have to ride a roller coaster. Did you ever say, "Hey, can you turn the cameras off for a minute? Could you guys be more awesome?" Oh, dude, we had <laughs> such bad experiences on trip flip you have no fucking idea yeah. i mean like colossally bad like brought an interracial couple to a civil war reenactment <laughs> <laughs> and then that night had them sleep in old slaves quarters that were haunted <laughs> by, by the owner of the plantation's wife because she caught an interracial couple and murdered them <laughs> There's no, that's a Scooby Doo. That's, I swear to God, this poor kid was out of Alaska and I had played in Yugi Gossen. I played it in. It was uh, legitimately haunted or the the guy that owns it was pretending to haunt it? Nope. With a projector. It was so haunted that the part of the sketch we had them do was we gave them a bunch of haunting equipment and they mm. had to see if they found a specter at night. <laughs> like it was, I mean, we, that was such a fuck. I, the, I mean, the show itself. Behind the scenes was so fucking funny, and the show itself was enjoyable, and I think it taught you got a lot of takeaway from it, but I don't know. So I, that's not why I brought you here to talk about my travel channel therapy I just had. I was, I was uh, very, I'm very curious about it, though, because I don't, you... Are we talking about Karen Kilgareth? Yeah, she, now talk about Thrill Seeker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so my only interesting little story, I'm sure I'll share this with them, so you'll hear this twice now. They'll never hear it. They'll hear it once because they'll just because I'll tell it to them. I don't think they listen to my podcast. But I became a fan of their podcast because it was new. It's on the top of the charts, so I go and murder stuff. I mean, I watch forensic files. Every everyone is infatuated with death, <laughs> but I like the way they tell it to each other. Yeah, I love yeah. the like the lightheartedness or the yeah. seriousness or the gra- gravitas they'll bring to it. So I I reach out to. I said something. I just said I liked their podcast, and then a lot of people, my a lot of my fans, started being like, "Hey, 
you know, Bert, and then Brian Baldinger, who's it, you know. I remember that guy. He yeah. used to live here. Does he? He still does. Oh, yeah, does he's, he? he's producing uh, Ari's show and oh, producing okay. a lot of cool I stuff. I thought he moved to New York. And so, oh, maybe he does live in New York right now. I don't know. I, I saw him the other night. Um, He's nice. He sent me an email, and I I was getting on stage, so I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing. You know how you just spot a few words? And he's like, uh, murder Georgia uh, tomorrow. And and I was like, and my daughter's name's Georgia. And immediately I was like, what the fuck? And my heart uh-huh. sank. And I was like, it's a threat from somebody. And I fucking just, I'm scrolling through my phone trying to get to it. Uh-huh. And then I see Georgia, Karen, my favorite murder. And I was like, oh my God, you dick. Yeah, like, yeah. But he didn't know my daughter's name was Georgia. Oh, that's the best. But you and Karen used to do... We, we're going to keep doing, there's been a lot of, uh, mostly people on Twitter that uh, want to hear it. Dozens of people have been missing it. So we're going to do it like once a month, I think. But for a while, I thought we would end up killing someone because it's hard to operate that Zoom 6 like we're recording on right now and drive and think of things to say, especially when you're pulling into LAX and I would be drenched with sweat. I wasn't enjoying really the process. Yeah. I was, I enjoy, I enjoy this podcast. I'm grabbing my head. Oh, when you're sitting in a safe room, it's the most enjoyable. I enjoy yeah. this podcast a, a great deal. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it because for the most part, I don't know if I'd hang out with anybody if I didn't do it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if I'd have any real, I'm just making sure there's no humming. I had a podcast that I did with two guys. Well, when are you going to hang out? I mean, at night you do shows. That's usually when people hang out. There's sort of a hangout element to doing stand-up. There's a hangout, but my problem right now with my hangout is that it turns in, like last night I was supposed to go to the premiere or something and hang out with a bunch of comics, and Mm -hmm. I didn't go because I'm like, I'm being healthy. Don't go. Who gives a fuck? How many premieres do you not go to? And then you're just going to end up getting fucked up, getting high, and then coming home, and then not working out, and then... And then Fairbanks will come over and you'll text him and you'll be like, hey, can we do 12? I'm yeah, sleeping. yeah, yeah. And so I was like, instead, I got up at four. I wrote a joke. Uh, I... You didn't go out last night because of me? Because of you. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> I always look for where I am in a conversation while I'm listening. <laughs> it's like sometimes if someone tells me, hey, they mentioned you on a podcast, it's the best podcast I've ever listened to. It was the best thing ever when you mentioned that cocktail thing on Jim Norton. Or what? On Opian. It was Opian Gym. It was Opian Gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. It was, uh, first of all, the, can I tell you what bums me out about this business? More people don't fucking do that. Like, I saw it and I couldn't stop thinking about it. it for those of you who don't know, can you just tell them what it is? Uh, well, they, we did first did it with an old Dragnet episode. I don't know if you've seen that one. I actually I did like see that it. one. I saw I, like, I think I, yeah. I like that one even more. But we uh, basically take. An old movie, in this case it was Cocktail, and composite me in, Forrest Gump me in, to scenes in the movie, kind of re-edit it, change the storyline, but we literally were moving Tom Cruise to the side and having me be in his place for Brian Brown's eyeline, you know, like... I was a third character added to this two-character And movie. then you changed the story Ridiculous globally. movie about two guys trying to be famous bartenders, which <laughs> the 80s are so ridiculous. One, everyone in high school is 40. And then uh, just the <laughs> storylines to movies like that <laughs> set to uh, reggae soundtrack. But wait, but what? Yeah, and then he ends up in... Oh. So in this, I just... I, I end up murdering everyone. Um 
because everyone likes murder, right? Dude, it is so fun. How hard was that to shoot? It wasn't. It's me in front of a piece of green construction paper. And then the basically. editing's probably hard. There is, yeah. I didn't have anything to do with that. Mike Upchurch, who's an old Mister Show writer and everything. He, I met. I met the two yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and another guy, right? Yeah, we at Stanhope's thing. Yeah, he was. He was sitting next to us. Um, but he. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even want to know how much. He would have it done fast, but I think he stays up late. Really? Uh, just keying people out on not a new computer with not new software, <laughs> which gives it a look. like the, the It gets a laugh when I'm suddenly sliding across, and that's kind of yeah. pixelated rather than if it looked really clean and it looked like I was really in there. I think that's part of the, those are, the those look guys, that those we, two guys that we want to keep. Those two guys I geeked out over in a while. Because, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because I saw you and I, and I would say that out of all of us that worked on Reality Bites back, my, I mean, I, I just told a story about you yesterday. Uh, to Chris Martin, not the guy from. Was it about how good my dive was? No. Oh my God. Chris Martin from the UK that has moved here. Yeah, he's great. I yeah. like. Oh, you guy. know him? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking about you, and he said. Uh, I said the thing I like about the thing I like about comics. I don't like. I'm not a big fan of like. I won't name names, but like the comics that are. I have a feeling I'm about to agree with you. Like the the well, I don't know <laughs> the students of comedy that work really hard and they and they you know their act reeks of hard work as opposed to talent or as opposed to natural ability. And I said the thing I like about a comic, like the thing I love about Dave Chappelle is. I feel like if you sat I, I, if you sat next to him at a wedding and you'd never met him, you'd be laughing your dick off. Yeah, if, yeah. If he wasn't famous, right? If he was just Dave Chappelle and he'd never gotten famous at a wedding, he would be. If you were sitting with him in college and he was your sweet mate and mm-hmm. he, you guys were watching TV for the first time, you'd be howling your fucking ass off. Sweet mate, <laughs> you've been going. Have you been going to Australia? <laughs> Let's just say you meet a dude and he's your sweet mate. <laughs> so I know what you're and there are comics that when talking to them it's like it seems like it's someone that works in a laboratory but then you see him on stage and it works and you can recognize that it's comedy that works that's good but I but I'm the same as you it's I gravitate inspirational. Right, I like people that are themselves that are and I'm a little offended by hard work. That's part. Of it. I said that to my therapist today. I said I'm just so angry sometimes. I go, because I, I, right now I realize that I realize that you know one of the things I said in therapy is I'd put all my eggs in Travel Channel's basket, saying like, I want, I I want you to get me famous, mm-hmm. and then I and then it didn't happen, and then and then <laughs> I I'm not saying I'm famous, but I got myself what I wanted by doing stand up and doing a special for Showtime and promoting it myself. By the way, I hired fucking. Uh, a promotions team to help me promote it. They were fucking useless. All they know how to do is speak jargon. Three thousand dollars for a month. Fucking w- wait. That that oh, I'm gonna fucking lose my so mind. So don't do that. There's so, do not do that. Okay. Do not do that. Do anything. This is the Doug Stanhope method. Call me. I'll tell you everything I did. I'll tell you everything I did. Right. I won't leave one part out because I don't care about other people's success. I want everyone to be fucking successful. If you're funny, I want to watch it. I don't give a fuck. I'm not like some of these comics who hide their secrets. I don't want you to know what I did because then I can't do it more. I don't give a fuck. And 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 it was such – and one of my things I, – I don't know where I'm going with this fucking rant, but I had put so many eggs in other people's baskets that 
I don't know where the fuck, but I I want it, and then I realized today it's just me. You were talking about doing it on your own, getting you doing the Showtime special rather than depending on Travel Channel. Yeah, but my point is, I I was saying there's so many guys in this business who their act and their life reeks of hard work. Like I like right now, I'm obsessed with the fact that I go, should I be going back to college to learn how to do Photoshop or? Do posters? I'm very good with Photoshop, and no, that's not the answer. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, I had to learn editing myself. I had to learn how to do a podcast myself. I do. I have to post. I had to learn everything myself. I had to learn. I had to go online and learn how to upload to Ribsyn. Right. I had to figure out a 64 megabyte MP3 type thing, like 64 whatever BPS. I had to learn all of it myself, and I'm like, I'm like, how? When are we gonna stop? I'm fucking tired of this, man. Yeah, like I want to go back. That's what I respect so much in Chappelle is it's just, it's the guy that didn't want to go to the wedding that his chick brought him, and your chick brought you, and you sat next to him, you loved him. I want more comedy like that. Yeah, the point is, I was saying to Chris Martin, Chris Fairbanks had made me laugh so hard when he's not trying to make me laugh. My favorite story ever, ever. Because it accentuates all the people I love in it. Me, Donnell, and Red Grant are sitting on the steps to that house in Encino. Right. So everyone, once again, a little sidebar. Me, Chris, Amy, Schumer, mm-hmm. uh, Red Theo Grant. Vaughn, Theo Vaughn. Kyle Cease for a little bit. Kyle Cease. Jeff Garcia. Oh, Jeff Garcia. I forgot. Bo Mandel. Jeff Garcia decided that wasn't for him. Right. That's the boldest thing I've ever I'm like, I don't understand it. I need the money. Good to meet you. Donnell. Donnell Rollins. Rollins. By the way, we all understood it wasn't for us by the first week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh, this is a real reality show. So, oh, okay, we got tricked. (laughs) Okay, I just want to make sure we all got tricked. Good, duly noted. Let's continue. How much an episode? We did a show called Reality Bites Back, (laughs) Mm -hmm. where we were told uh, it's a spoof reality show. Reno nine one one of reality shows. Each episode a parody of a specific genre of reality. And so we all sign up. I don't remember the number, but I'm going to say the number. I don't remember what it was per episode, but I'll say it guessing. Mm-hmm. Ten grand an episode. Almost. What was it? Eight? 7.5. Seven For me. Point. Wait, was, you got ten? It was Favorite Nations. That. That's, I always find that out. It was Favorite Nations. 7.5. <laughs> I'm sure I've told people it's 16 by this time. That's what. That's well, another thing I talked about. If there. you ex- uh, win at the end, then all of a sudden there is prize money that would make it that. We didn't yeah. find out any of this. We all just said great money. Yeah, it's it's a it's a twelve episode, ten episode order, mm. so all we're all doing the math, going seventy five grand. That's fucking awesome. I knew I was getting into something when they made me run on a treadmill with EKG suction cups to my tits, like I'm fucking a Russian getting ready to box. That was, by the way, that was the lead in to this. Is we all went to the exact same doctor. By the way, my st- still say my same doctor. Uh-huh. I won't say her name, but if you ever need someone to fudge. Uh, a fucking physical for you so that you can get qualified for a show, which I've had to. Oh, okay. She's really good. Yeah, physic. I couldn't believe my. They're like, oh, your lung capacity. Yeah, because I had dabbled with cigarettes at the time. Uh, so they run us through a litany of physical exams, mm. emotional exams. I know a couple people who didn't pass the emotional exam and got booted. Wow. Yeah. From reality bites back. Yep. I know one guy. I'll tell you off air who got booted. Who was supposed to do it? And wow. it's, a, it's a good story, but I won't share it. Yeah, yeah, I guess you can't. Right so, now. really, want but it know. wasn't was it wasn't bad, but it's a good story. It wasn't bad, but it, it they took it away from him and added someone at the last I minute. I really want to know right now. 
Uh, you don't have to later. No. So, uh, so, and by the way, I, I, I'm, I just realized if this guy hears this, he thinks I'm, I won't tell you who it is. Okay, I'm not going to tell you who it okay. is. Okay, I Ever. won't do that because I, that's not fair. Okay, cool. That's Ever. all right. I don't. I'm so know. sorry that I said that. No, I won't share it. I won't. And I'm. I promise, whoever you are, after the podcast, I will not constantly ask. <laughs> Who was it? Who was it? I'm not going to do that. So it's my promise to you, stranger. So okay, I'm, uh, done. I'm done with that. So we all tell it's ten, ten episodes. I have two children at the time. I just had Isla, and it's just a straight offer, no audition, straight mm-hmm. offer. So we get it. We're all excited. We go to the first day to this house, and th- immediately they're like, uh, "I need your cell phones. I need your. You're going to all be sitting in this room." And, uh, that wouldn't fly now, by the way. Just we need your cell phones. Nah, I can't. It's a computer in my pants. It's my email. It's my livelihood. Sorry, yeah. sorry. But at the time, it was like I was thinking of flip phones. Still, yeah, pumping, yeah, right? yeah. And we're like, you're not getting my sidekick. Yeah, can I get my sidekick? <laughs> but the very first day, we're all sitting out there, and Kyle Cease had made hats for each week. That was funny, especially when he left with twelve unworn hats. <laughs> each hat said. Week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, and they were blue with a white writing, and he yeah. got them all embroidered, and that was his bit. And so <laughs> he walks on set, and I'm sitting on the stoop, on the stoop of this house, on the stairs of this house, with Donnell Rollins and Red Grant, uh, who are both black comics, and Donnell is an old school Baltimore bully, in my opinion, to this day. And you walk up with Kyle Cease to the to the three of us, uh, just walk up casually, your hands are in your pants pocket, and Kyle goes, what's up, fellas? And immediately, I'm looking at Donnell, and he rolls his eye, and he goes, that's right, son, you are the weak one. <laughs> he goes, you should just take that one off that hat and just say, weak, because you're fucking weak, son, beat it. And Kyle goes, excuse me? And he goes, leave, leave, son. Your hat should just say, weak. And Kyle goes, I think they spell weak, differently than the way it's written on my hat and donnell goes not in my neighborhood you're just weak and you silently are backing up and i go chris where are you going you go i think i'm next <laughs> and i fucking lost it you see the eye donnell's eyes divert to you and you just started backing up. oh god that does i do remember that i, don't re- I didn't remember then, that before that story this is my other favorite part is we find out. Next. We find out the first one. We all had to seduce our parents, which was humiliating. Oh god! And, and Not then, for me. It was my dad. The yeah. lights came on. I'm like, Dad, when did you get into town? I, <laughs> forget what I was Ooh. saying about my boner. It gives me chill bumps. It gives me such fucking chill bumps because we had taken. Do you remember we had taken this twenty page test of our sexual past? Right. And so, and we they were like, listen. This is what fucking sucks about a reality show. They're like, the more honest you're in this, the better off you have a chance of winning. We're like, winning? Like, didn't get it. Yeah. And then they line us all up with our parents, and they ask our parents our most, has your son ever gotten a hand job in a strip club? And you're like, oh, Oh, that's the game show where they had to hold up what they thought at the time. Yeah. And we're like, oh, my God, it's horrible. And then whoever won, them and their mom got to – kick someone off and you came up to me and i think it was me i I want to say it was i was you and donnell that were up to get voted off right or no for that one no 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 no. you you came up to me theo vaughn got to pick yeah and you said 
I don't, I don't want to go home. I need this money. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, I, I remember going. I was driving there in a convertible that I borrowed that I had to hold the roof down uh, on the freeway or it would fly off. Yeah. Like I was broke. And you said, what do I do? And I, I, th- I want to say it was me and someone else, but I go, just tell Theo not to vote you off. And you were like, do you think that'll work? And I go, it's worth a shot. And you walked up to Theo and you go, please don't vote me off. I need this money. And he went, okay. And he and he was going to vote me <laughs> He off. was going to vote you off. Yeah. He, you were the one he's going to vote he off. He told he me. He was, off Kyle's yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's my... F- Sorry, Kyle. You're listening, buddy. <laughs> you, walked, you walked right up to him <laughs> and you went, please don't vote me off. I need this money. And he went, okay. <laughs> and you were like... I can't believe that worked. Oh, man. If Kyle heard that, I'd probably throw By the him way, off at his next motivation. I want to say this is this is part of the reason Kyle got out of comedy is that fucking reality show. Cause, do you think? Oh, do you remember when we had, we had to do that photo shoot in the desert? Oh, yeah, yeah. And p- poor Kyle. I, mean, I love you to death, Kyle. But I will say was, and he'll, he has to admit it because he's a honest motivational speaker. He was spinning the fuck out. About how this was the best thing that ever happened in his career. Yeah, and we were, and I remember Amy and you were at a table with him, and Amy got up and sat down next to me, and she goes, "I can't, I can't sit through that." Yeah, the, the, I do remember now. He was having a bit, of, which was weird because up till that point, he had been. I'm like, this is pretty level headed guy that only says encouraging things. I wish I was more like that. And then that day, he was having trouble. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and and Donnell, I don't think let up on him. Donnell of course was, not. Donnell was brutal. Do you remember being in the van when he told Mo he wasn't funny? Uh oh, that would make Mo. That was that when Mo said I could beat up everyone here. And and then Mo Donnell goes, "This is the best, one of my other favorite moments in this. We're all sitting in a van driving down the 101, and Mo's just he's young, and so he's cracking jokes. And Donnell says, "Mo, you're not funny." And Mo goes, "I'm funny as fuck, Donnell. Funnier <laughs> than you are." And he goes, "No, you're not funnier than me." He goes, Mo, has anyone in your life ever told you you're funny? And Mo goes, in all seriousness, oh, he goes, no. yes, of course, my mom. <laughs> and we lost it. Oh, God. Lost it. I, how do you have this memory? I, I, I remember, that, I remember that, that was the... I was losing my mind on the thing, though, too. I was like, because I'm very self-hating. I keep it all inside and... Until the right person comes along. I drove you, uh, I was Amy, losing my mind too. Theo, and Mo in my wife's Mercedes down to the So You Think You Could Dive. Yeah. And you said on the ride down, wow, this is going to be awkward for whoever gets voted off. <laughs> and you're like, whoever voted off should, should just say, I won't ride in this car. And I got voted <laughs> off and I had to drive all of you home. <laughs> That was weird how you got voted off because it was almost like, wait, I offended in real life Greg Louganis by dancing seductively. He was like, you know, that's really offensive to dance seductively in a mocking way to a gay man. And you were like, is it? What? And we were all like, is it? God, we're learning. I think think you called him a heterophobe. You walked in after I had been voted off. You walked into the little locker room, and they had us all put on like nude little g strings. And you were like, "Who saw Greg Luganis as a heterophobe?" You, Amy, and Theo, I think, really kind of partnered up and became like best friends during that. Yeah, because I remember the first night they allowed us to go home if we wanted to go home, and I had kids, so I went home. Yeah, but you, Theo, and Amy went over went over to a bar, right? Oh yeah, yeah, on Sunset. 
Yeah, I can't it. believe I remember more of this show than anybody. Uh, I don't. I, my brain, I, I don't remember much. I don't Seriously? Remember yesterday. Yeah, I worry about it. I, There's Alzheimer's in my family. I, I, I really scrutinize everything that I forget. Oh, we... Yeah, I'm worried about it. When our moms were there, we all stayed, and we got so fucked up that night. I remember, I remember so much of that show because it was the most fun. It, it's, it's, you know... Do you have it? I bought it on iTunes. If you ever, oh, because I don't think anyone has a copy. Comedy Central, I think, didn't like the viewership. It got like the first ever negative ratings. Really? Or, I don't know. It's By the way, not a right lot of now, people. right now, that Tiffany Haddish was on the show. Also, mm. we were just talking about right now. That show is fucking one of the most would could be one of the most sellable shows on television. Oh, totally. It was just I I always thought even at the time that it was ahead of its time and people maybe weren't ready to see what was the most popular tele- type of television at that point being spoofed. Yeah. Now everyone would make fun of some version of it that was Kardashians or what, you know, like people are ready to make fun of reality. And all the people that we worked with are now working in television and on much bigger scales. One of the guys that was our producer, our story producers is, uh, is Toss point out. Yeah. 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 It's It's really kind of fucking insane, but, and has been this whole time. That was a long time ago. Now this is pre Toss point. Oh, that show. Really? Yeah. Those guys then went, that's when Daniel got his show right after that. And, uh, so this was 08, 07. Was, I figure Isla was probably just been born. She was born in 06. So it's probably 07, 08. Yeah. Your yeah. children were walking. Were they? As I recall. Uh, it's sad that what's really sad is I don't remember anything about my children during that time, <laughs> but I do remember. And now I do remember you, Amy and Theo calling each other the party starters. And then, oh, Dar- oh, I, one night after a few drinks, I tried, I did some of those jokes to Darren Carter. I'm like, I wrote a song with Theo Vaughn called Darren Carter, the party starter. Do you want to hear it? I kind of wish I could have taken that back. He's such a nice guy. He's such a great guy. <laughs> Gonna get this party started. Darren Carter, party starty. <laughs> right to his face. <laughs> oh, that was not. Oh. He's a good sport, though. He's like, I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you don't remember. I could draw from memory the way your apartment, you lived. I drive by it sometimes by Cantor's, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, Bert's still in there. I didn't know you were here at this house. Now I know where to drive by all the I time. I think we all went to the, I want to say we all went to the Emmy, Comedy Central Emmy party together. Oh, yeah, we went to, we did, yeah. Yeah, Kanye came, was there, dude. Everyone came Remember to that? Yeah, yeah, but no one gave a fuck about him then. At the time. He was D-Ray's friend. Oh, wow. He, he's, him and D-Ray Davis started together. Like, oh, I think wow. Kanye tried to do stand-up, too. And oh, D-Ray wow. tried to rap. And so, and I knew, I liked his album. I, I'd seen him on the Chappelle show, and I liked him, And but I was like, I, like all hip-hop guys, I was like, he'll fade away. Yeah, it's a good good first album. I think the second album would probably come out, and I was like, eh, "It's all right." Yeah, yeah. Who, who fucking saw that? Yeah, coming? who knew? Yeah, I remember at that at that party there was a very very famous comic that got busted for drugs, who came up and tried to get me to do drugs with him. Oh I, wow! I think I might have. That you can tell me after the show. Yeah, I'll definitely tell you. Sure, I did rowdy powder that night all night. Yeah, and no, so, I'm just kidding. I didn't. But that that uh that was a re- that that show was so. I remember so vividly so much about it. And then I remember I remember uh, you ended up getting a car after that. You got a Honda Accord. Yeah, that's what I spent my money on. Isn't that yeah. fucking weird that I remember? The things I remember are so... There's such you a weird small detail. remember the car detail. I got. Yeah, yeah, that is I remember impressive. Amy Schumer sweats from her armpits aggressively. 
<laughs> and you and you end up spending so much time with them. It's like, like Amy and I were so not. I mean, I'm gonna say. Do you we're, think we could talk her into the Reality Bites reunion tour? Dude, we couldn't <laughs> talk her into giving us her phone number anymore. Do you have her phone number anymore? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but last time I saw her, she was staying in Venice and she was writing a movie and I'm like, that sounds hard. Good luck with that. But it was that train wreck. I'll call her right now. See if the same number. (laughs) I don't know where my fucking phone is. Oh, it's It's, in my pocket. Let's see if I do have it. Let's call her at the same time. (laughs) Tell me if you got the same number I got. Okay. Oh, and that... I was at when at your house and I met your wife and kids. That's when I got a call from my bank that said, did you, uh, well, I probably shouldn't even tell that story. Someone tried to spend like $10,000 on my debit card. And look, and, uh, and I think at that point the money was there. So I was, but they turned them down, but I had a horrible thing happen in Florida that what number? has a little to do with drugs. Uh, <laughs> uh, Schumer, you got I got five one six. I got five three, one six two. Three, <laughs> seven. <laughs> I almost read it. Oh, oh. You got the same number. Here, let's both text her. Let's both text her the same picture of us. I'm not going to call her because then I'm cons- I'm certain she has lawyers to go take that podcast down. Oh right, yeah. Like, like we don't want to do that. Well, you don't want to put her on a podcast, but we'll text her pictures. Of I don't know other. what to say to her we'll right just now. Text her the exact same picture. Okay, of what I don't have the same pictures in my phone as you right now. <laughs> I'm almost certain. Oh, never mind. What the last te- last text I sent her? I guess she was doing a screening for. Um... Well, didn't you have a fight with her about something? No, no. Oh, no. okay. I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, no. I, I would never. I've never. I've been. I hadn't. Talked to her. the last t- text I sent her. I was gonna. She was doing a screening for LeBron and Akron for him and his fr- friends, and I happened to be in Akron that night. Oh, okay. And I was like, and I was like, hey, I did the last text I just read it. I was like, I'm gonna be in Akron. I'd love to come see your movie, Trainwreck, and no reply. And then I wrote Bert. Oh, okay. And then no reply. So I'm, yeah, that that's not technically a fight. No, no. We. I mean, we used to be. <laughs> I wouldn't say close. I. I think I. I would still say that I like if someone said, "Are you friends with Chris Fairbanks?" I go, "Oh, very good." Like I would. I would think I could call you and go. Hey, buddy's come to your show. My, I can, I get him free tickets. Exactly. Yeah, I I'm wouldn't as close suspect with you thing. as any of my friends are in this business. But um, you know, I think when you get that big, I think that, I think that you just got to pick a tight group. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I'm so proud of her. I really am. And uh, but yeah, I don't. I wouldn't feel that made me nervous to think of. Uh, I would bum me out if people looked at me like that. Yeah. Like if people were nervous to call me, I've always I've, I will never ask for anything from anyone because I, I don't want to look need, like I don't that, need dude. anything from her. I don't yeah. think there's any. I don't want to think we have any crossover fans. I'd actually think the exact opposite. I think my fans are the people who don't like her, right? You yeah. know, the people who are like like they're like people you know. are getting honor about this. People love to attack someone who's on top, and it's people amazing, are being really man. hard on her on they did about it. the new. They special. want you to be precious. <laughs> They Excuse want to. Me. They want to discover you and find you to be precious, and then they want to destroy it. They want to. They want to destroy it. I can't. They did it with Dane. I mean, they haven't destroyed Dane. I saw him the other day. All I know is that his his chick and his car. I'd fuck either of them. 
Just the tailpipe? Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely fuck his car. Like, just rub up against the seats until I came. He, and, he, uh, and he's very grounded. He's looking big and scary Wolverine. He's, yoked. like, scary looking. Fucking yoked. I think he's juicing. I'm from the 70s. I think he's juicing on the juice. <laughs> he is so... He, uh, I don't know I, the guy very well. I have, I, I, I know Dane. Well, I would say I, I'll tell you what. I, t- I texted Dane the other day and I said, "Hey man, I love you on the podcast." And immediately he was like, "I'd love to be on the podcast." Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be intimidated to call Dane. I've called Dane a bunch of times, and like, but I'm there's a. I'm not intimidated to call Burr. I, w- I wouldn't call Louis. Uh, I, I'm intimidated to call Attell, but it's because I look at him as a hero, but I did text him the other day, and he replied immediately. See, I'd call Attell. Yeah, really? Attell's the best. He's Attell, a sweetheart. I, Attell and Stanhope are, are like, Stanhope, I'll text. Anyone with a low self-esteem, I'll call. Yeah. Attell hates himself. I'll call him right now. It's so funny that, like, that Amy, someone that we knew that you would, I would never, Benson said he would have had a hard time reaching out to her. It's so, so bizarre. Yeah. You know, but I guess you become something bigger and i guess you have so many people attacking you and then and i I'm, think she's working hard always i think that she's like working her ass off. yeah i look at her instagram she's always in a pool oh really <laughs> no, i'm kidding i don't know <laughs> that years ago when i saw her though before all this stuff started to happen at the improv she was like what are you doing you have to you should be uh doing this and this you need to apply yourself more you and i was like what what are you and then I watched this. Ha- I think she just made a decision to be like, I'm going to make this happen. Whereas I've never done that. Like I say in the hard work thing, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm like turned off by it. Not now though. I'm trying to work harder. Why do you get into comedy though? I mean, I, I thought the reason when I started, I, the reason you got into comedy was so that you didn't have to work. Right. It was like, I just want to sit and think about funny stuff and, and maybe get a little high, get drunk at the end of the yeah. night, sleep in. I don't know. I already had, I was already doing freelance art stuff, kind of struggling in the same way where I was like trying to get another illustration gig, trying to get uh, some, do a skateboard graphic or something. And it was hard to get consistent work. It was great training for the inconsistency of a comedy career. Yeah. But I wasn't, yeah. So I, that wasn't, I would love to have consistency. But yeah, I haven't, uh, I didn't do that one. Well you were living with Tig at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed right? to go see her babies. She has babies. Two How's of them. She? They look the same. She? Twins. They call them twins. <laughs> Wait, the... How do you have twins? You just adopt kids I'm that not, look identical? I'm not 100%. Oh, they had them. They had them. I'm not 100% sure. how They went through so many options, and I haven't specifically asked uh, if it's frozen eggs or yeah. uh, or a, I think it's a third-party pregnant person. Neither Tig or Steph got pregnant. Oh, fuck. But it was planned, and they knew ahead of time it was going to be twins and all that. That's, uh, yeah. I just saw her in uh, in Henry Phillips' movie. This is awful. I have these about once a month. It's fresh Just Greens with lemon juice. Oh, Just Greens for real? Like, let me it's, see the, let me see oh, the calories. Dude, I mean, just smell it. Probably zero. Oh, oh it's like... Oh, it's legit. Where do you get this? This is great. Uh, I get this at Rainbow Acres. It says it right there. They make Wait, it in house. And I have it once a month because it takes me a month to forget how horrible it tastes. Where do I you, live in Venice. You still in Venice? Mm-hmm. Are you still skating down there? I can't. I, I have to get both my hips replaced. 
with surgery that I watched on YouTube, which I do not. If you're out there and you need hips, do not immediately watch that doctor at his request, psycho, uh, to watch the surgery. It's violent. Listen to me. It's violent. There's poundings. There are bone fragments. And I think I saw some one guy was wearing ski goggles. And the two guys come, bend your leg. You're asleep. Bend your leg sideways like this. So imagine your leg bent. They rotate it until it just pops out of the hip. Hey, Leanne. Leanne. Chris has to get a hip replacement. I'm getting one hip replaced in May. No. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm get preparing mentally for it, but I am... Uh, do you know how they do it? <laughs> they put you asleep. Oh, right? uh, no, that I would rather have now, cause, <laughs> and then they replace it with metal. Mine is they put a little helmet, like a Ralph S. Mouse helmet, on top of your femur and drill down it like a bedpost. But to get at it, they need to basically pull your leg out and set it next to you. <laughs> And I watched, I watched on YouTube, they, there's two big dudes that bend your leg like that and pop it out. And it makes a loud popping noise. And then they hammer at it to get... Oh, yeah. Oh. Why'd I watch it then? It's not like I'm going to be... <laughs> the doctor told him you should watch this. Look, Priscilla's worried about you now. I know. Both Priscilla hips. Both hips. Holy, why? Oh. Just a gift from God. I don't. I. J- I didn't do anything. Apparently, it wasn't from skateboarding. Uh, it didn't help, but I. I was born with. They said my hips were off center, like a melted ice cream cone. I think. Oh, like said. a tilted pelvic. Brody Stevens has got a tilted pelvic. Oh yeah. But he says it, it. I think he said it's why he walks feminine. I well, I always kind of ran like Tom Cruise, if that counts. Very <laughs> rat like that kind of Mission Impossible really? with. Uh, oh. Choppy hands, and then apparently that's the exciting thing is you walk out of surgery, yeah, and I'll be swimming the next week, and yeah, it's it's not as uh, is it invasive as or the surgery is, but the recovery is better than like a knee surgery sometimes. So I'm that's why I'm excited. I want the relief. I want my leg that yeah, my whole you do it. I'm grumpy yelling at people. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I need it to happen. And then I'll do this one at the end of the year. Really? How much and does it then, cost? Oh, a lot. Really? The guy does it every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, he gets 50 to 100 grand a week. Shut I'm like, God, why didn't I just do a little better? I took science in college. I just <laughs> didn't apply. I didn't uh, memorize things. <laughs> if I just memorized things. But I, I found this guy because in my mind, I thought there was a doctor out there that would sculpt bone, like use your existing bones and chisel at them with a powdered wig. And uh, that's how I found the guy. He, he is a sculptor. Like oh, really? You walk into his office. He has like a marble skeleton that he made. And, and the and, guy's standing totally he, perfect. He's an artist guy. He's Even a painter and an artist. And then he's a – which do you, do you agree that that's kind of – I want the guy that's like passionately paying attention like a – yeah. Like a sculptor, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we had a we yeah. had a we had a tooth doctor uh, who my my mom said he's an artist, yeah. And that was he made he made all my teeth. All my teeth are fake. Sure. So I got to get them redone, and I'm flying to Tampa. I, thanks. No, I'm I'm honestly looking forward to it. I wish I hadn't watched the video, but I'm looking forward yeah, to the yeah. Yeah, no, I have a I have a cousin. 
mm-hmm. had to have both hips replaced in her 50s, which is, I mean, you're way younger than that. But it was still so young. But she was like, I was a completely different human being. That's all I've heard from anyone. And I've called, he gave me the numbers to some of the people because he has like a wall of fame and one of the guys. Any a, famous people? A filmer. No, just a guy that back when I snowboarded, he was a snowboard video guy. And, uh, and he got the same procedure on both hips just a few months apart and he said do it even if it's preemptively even if you don't think you're ready do it because he said for the first time ever he's sitting cross-legged falling asleep with his knee touching the mattress things like what do you mean falling asleep with the knee you know how for me at least i've i'm just right now just for visual i'm flashing my groin at a married couple i uh (laughs) like like that, like sitting like oh. that. That's very uncomfortable for me to just oh, so sit. Oh, you couldn't do this? Oh, not with this leg. Dude, I can't even put this shoe on without getting, oh, without going like that. Up. I can't. So skateboarding is out of the question. I can't. Holy shit. So once, but once I get that done, apparently I'll be back and I'm going to, you'll see, I'm going to have a skateboard career, come back at, in my mid. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then I'll roll around in a cart. <laughs> I got it makes me happy. I'm going to wear it out. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Yeah, if I did it too soon. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. All right. Leanne's going to start a new podcast called Off Mic. <laughs> Where she just comes in and talks off mic. See, that's when, see, on your Zoom, not to talk shop, but uh, there is a mic on top, picks up the did. That's how you get the honks and get out of my way. sounded too much. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Maybe I'll start doing that. That's not a bad idea. Well, you can lay it down just in case something happens. So wait, so does uh, health insurance pay for this? Yeah, it was good timing for me to get SAG insurance, like I have decent SAG insurance. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... That's also why I'm like, well, time to do it now because if I don't get another commercial or whatever, which is kind of how I privately make my money, because private or secretly, I'm, the commercials I'm in, they're always in Canada. You, did, you used to do used to do some uh, like tour posters or art show for for comics to do. I've been doing that a lot yeah. lately. Yeah, I did one for Dana Gould and which for Bobcat. This one, just a show in Portland. I think I saw it. I think with it was the lumberjack the- and the- that was so fucking great. Oh, thanks, we man. We just saw that. I just saw that, and I was like, "That is so fucking badass." Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I did that. I've been drawing a bunch of stuff lately. I'm I'm trying to get more into my plan B because that's my plan B. To really? what just you- not. It's always nice to have another plan. It's always. Let me tell you something. That I'm in that headspace right now. Not with. Uh, but just looking at it like, all right, touring's going good, but like, what what can I do also? Like, what's my also th- move? Like, if not just for mental health, because you can't. You literally, it's like I remember. I so funny. I saw. I said this to Leanne yesterday. Where we walk over in uh, North Hollywood Park every morning, mm-hmm. and I saw this uh, black dude walking towards me. And he was running lines. And I was jogging, and he was running lines. He was running lines. In his yeah, head. yeah. And I thought. I got really fucking depressed. And I went, I remember being there when all my eggs were in the, I better book a TV show basket. Right. <clears throat> and I'm saying a lot of eggs and baskets today. But like, I remember I had money and I was running out of money and I and my, my everyone's like, you got to book something. That mm-hmm. energy is so not enjoyable. And then two, 
last week I was in at a meeting with this company. Uh, I, I think they listen to the podcast, but I won't say their names out mm-hmm. loud. But uh, a very big company that anyone else would be very nervous in. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I went, I don't need this. Like I, I mean, I, I, I want this. I want this stand up. If you, we have full control with stand-up and it, there isn't a time cap on it it doesn't matter if we get older all that acting stuff it's like uh, we'd be putting on wrinkle cream it's not a healthy thing to have to worry about you know what it is i do have wrinkle cream and i just bought a new face it <laughs> electrocutes your jawline are you serious oh i'm gonna be wait uh, hold on you got something that electrocutes your jawline yeah yeah it's shocking you can't really feel it you put on a serum i just got it i just got started with it it's by the called, way I, I would shave my beard I'm, if i knew that i could tighten my I'm jawline. i'm very embarrassed that i'm telling you about it it was gonna be even private from the girl I'm seeing, so yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I have I have a new face, and I'm going to shock myself until I look like a boy again. Well, it's you know, it's 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 funny because I said <clears throat> maybe eight months ago. I'm, I'm guessing we were renovating the house. I I knew what my projected income could be. Mm-hmm. I had not technically monetized my podcast. And I and I was in the car with a manager of a club, and uh, numbers were not good, and I was not going to hit any bonus. I was just going to get the bare minimum. But where were you? St. Louis. Yeah, home of Greg uh, Warren. Warren. God, see, that's an, I was going to mention him earlier because he's someone that had a full on. He gave up a full on not either pharmaceutical industry or some. Investment. He made a lot of money with a real job that he, really? at the peak of its success and his success in that job, quit to do stand up in Houston. And I remember us, you know, coming to L.A. through Mark Babbitt, the guy that used to run the Laugh Stop, uh, which is no longer, but it was the best. Uh, and I, I couldn't believe that he was a guy that had saved money and had owned a house and everything from his job before stand up and then quit. Like he committed, he really, yeah, yeah. I, he's so funny, though. Yeah, he <clears throat> he's a really interesting guy. Yeah, like he is. I, I find him fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think he's so talented. Um, and then on top of it, you look and he has a murderer's ears. He anyone with cauliflower ears like I don't that? Fuck with anyone with cauliflower. Of ears. course you should. Of course they didn't get that from uh, rolling down a window too fast. <laughs> I was <laughs> I thought, that I, thought I was getting cauliflower ears from sleeping too hard because my ear got swollen. Would you morning. have your fingers crossed? <laughs> I was like, oh, please, please, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy's a badass. No, he just naps hard as <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, it turns out I had the wrong pillow. <laughs> 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 so wait, wait. I want to finish this, but I want to go back to Houston. Yeah, I keep interrupting. But no, no. But but uh, we're talking about the Plan B, and mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, I I had a moment in St. Louis where I was sitting with the manager, and he just was like, "So what are you going to do when you What are you going to do when you turn 50 I'm 44. <laughs> I was 43 at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" He's like, well, "You're not going to do stand up, are you?" And oh, I went, I went. A club owner panic. said that. I had panic, and my no, no, it was a manager. But he was, uh. he was, or no, it might have been the guy just driving me to radio. But he, but he wasn't saying it to be a dick. He was saying it like, based on your numbers this weekend, and on the trajectory we're looking at, both of us, honestly, mm-hmm. are you really going to walk away from Travel Channel and just do stand up? Because like this you doesn't- know, you don't know. You might end up being a producer of something. I had panic. Sit in my heart all weekend, and I thought to myself, 
I better be cool with this. Yeah, like, yeah. I better. And then that's I am. Weekend, don't you like stand up more than ever right now? Oh, God. I fucking love it. Me I too. Did, I like doing I it. I said to someone, offered me some TV show that I obviously clearly didn't want to do. And then they were like, how much? And I gave them a number. It was a ridiculous number. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're never going to pay you that. And I was like, cool. Right. I was like, then that makes a decision so much easier. Because I go, if it was that, deci- it was that number, I'd feel like a sell because I'd have to take it. Yeah, yeah. I gave you that fucking number. Right. By the way, that's how I got Bert the Conqueror when we did when we did the first round of negotiations. They gave us a number, and I was like, I'm going to pass. They're never going to pay me what I want. And then they go write down a number. Leanne's like, write down a number, and I wrote down a number, and she goes, Oh yeah, if they give you that. And then they did, and I was like, Oh, it looks like I'm doing Bert the Conqueror. But yeah. <laughs> but you wish the number had been higher than that you came up with. You no, know, their first offer was that number, and I was like, mm. huh, oh, I'll okay. accept it. Yeah, and so it wasn't a ton of money, but it was a lot more. It was, it was a, it was just around what we had gotten paid for. Sure, round sure. Bites back. Yeah. But it, like, like probably my first number, I was like, if they give me that, then I can't because I wouldn't make that on the road. Right, right. Um, of course. But I forgot that you started because I, I know you're from Montana. I forgot that you started in Texas with those guys. Yeah, yeah. I started in Austin with, with uh, Brendan Walsh. With yeah, Brendan actually hadn't. He was hanging out and doing sketches with like this this duo, Andy and Leon. Uh, and uh, he had tried stand up, I think, earlier on, but didn't like. There was a bully factor with the older comics in Austin. Like, turn off the mic in the back of the room, heckle you from a second mic. Why? I like want to fight everyone. I moved to Texas, Wait. and I was like, I'm. Uh, it's very hostile. Now it's so welcoming wait, wait, and, and what ha- tell me about that. Yeah, well, those guys are all my friends now, so I don't, you know, I don't want to talk too much shit about because now these guys, the, these older comics that maybe don't do it that much anymore, come and see me when I'm visiting town. They're like good friends now. But when I first moved, like, give me there, one name of one guy. Uh, I mean, I would Howard Beecher knows he's one of them. He's the best. Well, Howard Beecher and like Howard Kramer, they they're they're like early Austin comedy I know Howard, scene. Yeah. I, and, uh, I, I probably know Howard Beecher, but I definitely Beecher's know the best. I love him now. And he like he always gave me advice and it was always like it was always he's just hilarious. I uh, I like the guy a lot. But at the time, like they would Googling Howard Beecher's they would know him. Oh, he's got a full on other career. He's he's I don't know that he's I think he does like corporate events and but man, those guys they as a young comic, because I was maybe the new young guy, it was it was a it was hard at the at the Velveeta room. It was a lot of hecklers. It was a oh, it's so, a, a hostile room. So then the the last stop, I'd drive there and get real like feature work, and that it, you know open for Dane Cook there and and Greg Giraldo and David Cross and uh, Wanda Sykes. All these comics that I would have never otherwise worked with so I, m- I miss that houston scene which there is no scene in houston houston now. comedy scene was the best i the only reason i ever my first headline lining opportunity came at the houston last stop dane cook uh bailed out oh yeah minute. and they were like we need someone to fill can you get to houston today do you mind wearing a tight black muscle shirt they want to fill the exact void but he they, used to wear it. they he were used- they were not <laughs> They were so trying to fill that void identically <laughs> because Gary Goldman was there as his feature, uh, and Gary was like, "Why don't I just headline?" And they're like, "You don't act like Dane. This guy yeah, does. You have jokes about grapefruit, sir." <laughs> no, they were looking. <laughs> they were literally like, "We want Dane Light." 
Yeah, and yeah. So they brought me in, and they were, and the guy's like, "You're high energy, Pete." Pete Perel. Oh, I see. I guess like, you're I high energy, right? And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay." And so I was like, "Whoa!" But Mark Babbitt said that, or was it the Pete Pirelli? Yeah, the other guy. Yeah, I wasn't there when Babbitt was. I was only there. <laughs> Pete Pirelli is a better business person, maybe. I don't know, but it did fail under his watch. Uh, Babbitt was a passionate art, like uh, comedy curator. You know, I think he, he was. I think he was. By the way, I'm, I hope if Babbitt ever hears this, you know, I love you, Babbitt. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's. I think he was until he went to the improv. I think once we went to oh, the improv, yeah. he lost his passion. Sure. Because I was so pumped to meet him. Mm-hmm. And I went in with Jay Moore and I said to him, uh, I said, hey, um, it's uh, such a, a pleasure to meet you. I've heard so many great stories. And I was like, if you get a chance to look at my set or see anything, yeah. I'm doing this lazy or anything, please like give me a heads up. And he was like, yeah. And he was in his office. And I went back at the end. And to his in his office, and he was still in his office. And I said, "In the so fetal what, position." And I said, "What did you think?" And he goes, "I'm I'm not going to watch you this week." I was huh. like, "I was like, really?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man." Yeah, he did lose the passion then. I, he because he used to really. I I'd be bombing on his stage, and he'd be laughing. He's like, "I don't care. Keep doing that weird shit." Oh, yeah. I wanted I wanted that because there were so many good Babbitt stories. Mm-hmm. Like he was such. He literally, like, part of him, I feel like, nurtured, if not nuzzled, the career of, like, Mitch Hedberg. Mm -hmm. I think it had a lot to do with Mitch's career. Mark Babbitt, for everyone who doesn't know, real quick, can you give a, like, a synopsis? I don't think I did totally, but Mark Babbitt. Uh, Managed and booked the the Houston Laugh Stop. But he's also the guy that, like, installed a sound system so guys could record CDs. Right. And it was a state-of-the-art sound system in the 90s, which is saying a lot. That's, like, a lot of money. To give comics, you could go in and rec- my first album's from that laugh stop. Mm-hmm. And it's so bad. It's just me doing Mexican jokes because that's all that would come out and see. Right, me. right, yeah, yeah. But Mark Babbitt was the fucking best. You know, Pete Pirelli was great to me. Also, mm. he overpaid me. He same with me because he felt a competitive thing with uh, filling the shoes of Babbitt. Like yeah. they had an animosity towards each other. I think, and then. I thought, I don't even think Pete likes me. He just books me here more than Babbitt did as a, out of competition. For He's like, I like you too. But do you think I don't like you as much as yes. Babbitt did? So wait, who was the group? Who was the big group? It was like, these are the Texas comics I'm, I can think of off the top of my head. Bob Biggerstaff, sure. Mike McRae. Those are Houston guys, yeah. yeah and uh, McRae's one of Brandon Walsh. Yep, Brandon's Austin. I know yeah. Howard Kramer. I know that like the Austin- I started with Martha Kelly, who's now, she was gone for a while, but now she's on that Baskets show because... I just saw. I just saw a picture uh, of her. Yeah, she was like doing data entry or something. I think, and Zach Galifianakis, who's great, was like, "You're going to be on the show." And she was very. She's like, "I don't want to be the Jar Jar Binks of a show of a comedy show." That was her quote, which I think is funny. Um, but uh, yeah, she's she's doing great now, and I couldn't be. So when did she's you move to LA? Michelle Balloon and I. Mo- Michelle Balloon. Yeah, she started in Austin. Jim Hamilton started in Austin. Uh, boy, there's, I'm missing huge. That was my group of friends, though. Like really? we went, yeah, Brendan and and Michelle and Martha and. And, and you Jim. guys all had day jobs. Uh, I didn't. I was drawing pictures. I was doing signs, painting signs, painting windows. Really, mattress sale. You know, I was painting windows a lot and mural. There's still walls in Austin that I have my art on them. Like that was. I had an okay career going on there that I kind of 
uh, I found it difficult to follow it up here in L.A. Because in Austin, there's art everywhere. There's a mural. Oh, you want to spray paint the inside of my restaurant? Sure. Like, it's an art. It's a very Almost art. annoyingly. Did you, see, did you see Spell Special in Austin? Not yet. No, I heard it's great. My roommate, Nick. Yes, I, so. I did a review on my last podcast. But I know he released two specials. I'm such an idiot. I oh. thought it was one special. He did two specials. Yeah, there's one in and one in Atlanta or something. Or? One in Austin and one in uh, no, it's not in Atlanta. I want to say I don't know where it is. Damn it! I would I should know. Here's a pretty good story though. Babbitt called me one day uh, and he said, "Hey, I was in Austin visiting. I'd already moved here, but he said you have to go to the hospital right now. Mitch uh, is they want. He said." I was driving in a car. I could barely. They're going. They need to amputate Mitch's leg. You have to go there and talk him into let into letting them amputate his leg, or he'll die of gangrene or something. And I'm like, what do you? What? I don't even know this guy. I opened for him once at the last stop, and uh, and so I went there, and he was like handcuffed to a bed. Uh, they had had drugs or something. They had heroin or something. He got arrested, but he is like, and it smelled like meat, rotten meat. And uh, I was like, hey, you don't know me, but you know Mark Babbitt. And he's like, no, I remember you're a comic. And uh, I said, Mark uh, sent me here, and wait, this seems on. weird slow to this, say. Slow this story down. You, so wait, so Mitch is handcuffed to a bed. Are there cops in the room? No, he's in so there by walk himself. In and it's just Mitch. Mitch and, and Lynn's purse, I like, think. Can I tell you real quick, the story mm. you're telling mm. is the one story I've wanted to hear more in my life in stand-up comedy ever. Well, it doesn't have a hugest payoff. Hold on. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so it, slow it down because I, I care more than I've listened to anything I've ever listened to on my podcast okay. right now more than any. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a portion of that clip at 57 <laughs> seconds and put it at the very beginning because I can't fucking wait. I want to know every detail. Okay. You're in, you're in Houston. I showed up because Babbitt called me and said, you have to go to the ho- hospital in Austin, actually. He knew I was in Austin. Okay. He was driving from Houston in a panic, called me in a panic, and said, yeah, very quickly, ramblingly said, they need to cut his leg off, and he won't let him cut his leg. If they don't cut his leg off, he'll die. And I'm like, what are you... It sounds like a Civil War problem. And I uh, show... So I show up, I, I said, yes, I'm... Are you family? I said, yes, I'm his brother. They didn't check my ID. I got brought into a room. He's pretty much asleep. There's... Uh, blood on the pill. He had bleeding, I don't know why, out of his mouth, uh, like a pink. Maybe it was – he was hooked up to something. He was handcuffed to the bed, and it smelled – I'll never forget how it smelled. He had problems with his leg. Is is? Can you see the leg at all? No, it's covered with a blanket, but there's blood in the sheets. Really? And yeah. is Lynn in the room? No, but okay. her stuff was there. I don't know exactly. I just met I haven't Lynn recently. Really, she's my friend, and I don't know if I should be flippantly telling this story, but look, this is what the happened. Thing, uh, look, I'll tell they you. They were in trouble. I will say this about Lynn. I ran in. I, Lynn, we, I saw Lynn at the Stanhope thing. Sure. And then me, They're Lynn, Stanhope, pals. Bingo, uh, Hennigan, and Sh- I think Shaley was there. I don't I don't know if I, that was it. And, and I said to Lynn very casually, um, she she might have said this is a very Lynnism. She might have said, you know, I used to be married to Mitch, and I went, I know exactly who the fuck you are. Yeah, she was like, you do, and I was like, Lynn, I go, I am maybe the biggest Mitch Hedberg fan in the world. And she's like, 
oh my god, why wouldn't you tell me that? And I go, because I can't fucking sit here sure. and geek out about Mitch to you because I think it's inappropriate. She goes, I loved him right in front goes, of John Doerr. <laughs> yeah, I go, yeah, <laughs> your ex. Sorry, could yeah. you? <laughs> and I go, I go, I loved, I loved him. She goes, I loved him. You can ask me any question you want to ask me, and I was like, I can't do that because then I will pull you off to the side of the comedy store yeah. and I will just be drilling you about Mitch, and that yeah, is inappropriate. Yeah. So I just want to let you know I loved him, and so I don't think she'd have a problem sharing the story. No, and and she employed. She had me do art. She had me draw pictures yeah. of him. She's like, I want to do Mitch skateboard. You know, she was before the even the funeral. But anyway, so he's alive at this point. I visit him in the bed, and I just say this clunk like, uh, your buddy Mark called me. I'm just here on his behalf. He wanted me to tell you that if there is any doubt in your mind of whether or not to let them do this amputation, you'd still. I think I was like, you're not an athlete. You'd still be this great comic with one leg. That's a weird thing to say. And he's like, yeah, I know. Sure, man. I just want to get a second opinion. <laughs> and, uh, and then... And, and you, you fumbling through to yeah, pitch, get your leg cut off. Yeah, I mean, who am I? Ever. Who am I? We did. We did. There was a roast at the improv for Mark Babbitt. And uh, Mike McRae did an impression of me. And I did Mitch. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> he just, uh, but yeah, he, and he did get a second opinion, and they did. They grafted some baby foreskins on him. He didn't get his leg amputated. They did. They did uh, some put skin on him with uh, with another doctor. So he was just like, no, I think I'm logically going to go like see a pirate. Cut the leg. God, yeah. If we, if, we, if everyone Thank had listened God, to no Babbitt. Babbitt's got people pitching the leg like he's got a business and used legs. What if that's always his solution even now? You got to cut the leg off. But it's a hip surgery. I'm just getting my hip replaced. Nah, cut it off. It's the only answer. It's the advice I give everyone. You'll be fine with one leg. Oh, my God. Yeah, but he he lived lived almost a year after that. But that was... uh, it, It was just a year after that? Yeah, it wasn't much. He got better, everyone thought. And then, what was and the story? Then, he got popped at the airport. I think this was that. No, no, no. But that no, but that is that how it started? They popped at the airport, but more importantly, they realized also your leg is going south. Let's focus on that. Really, but you're still in trouble. <laughs> and wow. that, so that's why I'm, I didn't know at the time why he was handcuffed. How hard could it be? I mean, everyone smuggles weed. How hard is it to smuggle heroin? Um, I don't know. Maybe they thought maybe it was, it was the smell of it to these dogs was being masked by the smell of his leg because it was real specific. <laughs> yeah, gangrenous leg. I mean, it was real specific. It's like, uh, oh, someone needs to clean up this butcher shop smell. And really? I, that's too crass. <laughs> it was a smelly leg. Really? Yeah. But, and did you ever see him after that? Nope. No? I saw him perform and on stage, and uh, I he was just having drinks, but I, he was like, not, uh, you know, yeah. What was it like working with him? Uh, I just did my set, and then at the end, I'm like, I hope he likes me, and then he gave me a handful of money, uh, of his own money. He always, if you open for him... Uh, and a lot of times he'd have comic like comics. I'm not certainly not going to name names, but uh, people that were 
uh, funny at their own expense, like uh, bizarre people that did stand up that he would put up. I don't think he liked to follow like a strong high energy or someone that's going to swear a lot or do, you know, he yeah. just put someone up, but it always would give them hundreds of dollars. Like, thanks for opening for me. This is before there's like a line around the club. He was very generous. Really? Yeah. I th- he and Lynn is still that way. They're just generous. Yeah. I, uh, I only met him one time and I wouldn't even consider it meeting him. It was at the improv. He was in blue sunglasses. Mm-hmm. His fingernails were painted. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, I remember thinking to myself, and I forget who I said it to. It must have been, I must have been someone that worked with him. But I said, I want to get to that place in my career. And they're like, what, that you can dress like a rock star? I said, no. I go, the second he goes on stage, I watch his set. I go, the second he goes on stage, n- like, no one remembers anything that was said before him. Right. I go, I want to get there. And they were like, oh, no, that's not Mitch at all. Mitch is just like us. They're like, he also is worried about who he's following. Sure. And like, he's a regular guy. And totally. I was like, no. And they're like, no, no. And they're like, you know, he actually has bad sets a lot. Did you see the unedited version of his special? You For a while, you could watch both. The special that made him famous, I think that Mitch put together uh, – if not one before that. And then there's a version that was unedited and the audience was terrible. And his constantly was saying, this is not very special. Like he was like, not really. Yeah. It was not going well, but then it was like a crowd that didn't get him. And in spite of that, with some editing, it was the special that made him, who were they getting at the time? I meant Sia. I don't know. It no, was uh, around the. Mitzi wasn't around when Mitch was around. I think, yeah. I think in Austin, those were the two. Uh, maybe it was slightly after that Mencia was becoming super famous, but they both would have at Cap City in Austin, they would have huge crowds. Both those Mencia guys. Mencia was around. big then? I guess he's probably been big. In, in clubs among like Latino community, sure, but no, he wasn't like uh, the but bizarreness who, like, what of. What white comics do Like you remember being at the clubs. See, I was just in New York, so all I knew was at that time was like, and this is, by the way, just like Chappelle. Brewer, uh, like these are the guys that like Dave Attell, uh, Jim Norton, uh, like those are people still the people that inspired me though around that time that I would watch were like Eddie Gosling or Robert Hawkins. Uh, Those guys made I'm like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Do you ever see Hawkins? Uh, He makes me laugh so hard. Never met Hawkins. But he was one of those guys that that when people fa- – like when I found – when I started doing the road for, the, for like real road, like mm. not just like do a – you know, I, don't, I never really considered the last stop the road because it was such a comic community. Yeah, yeah. But like road where they flew in a feature – the feature drove in. Yeah. Was uh, Penguins in, uh, in Bettendorf, Iowa. And the first person I worked with was Tommy Jonigan. Oh wow! And uh, and I was the shit man. I was fucking. I'd been on TV a couple times. Yeah, I I opened for Jay Moore. Yeah. I was a destroyer. Uh-huh. I was fucking murderous. And uh-huh. Tommy Jonigan blew me off the stage. And I was like, I remember being like, I must have been so raw to whatever emotion I brought to him. Like, uh-huh. dude, who the fuck are you? Like, he's good. Yeah, it was, good. and he was so good. Thanks. He was mm-hmm. even younger looking. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember his opening jacket, j- joke was something about like a, I had. 
I had a stripper so ugly. She asked me what I wanted her to take off, and he said, "My glasses." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That's great writing." That's, yeah. And like, and uh, and I said to him, I was like, and he, I think I'm whatever I said must have come out. I'm sure he would say it, it didn't. Must have come out a tad bit arrogant, or like dis dismayed. And he said, "There's a lot." Of killers on the road and he went through a list and robert hawkins was number one on the list yeah and then i started like anytime he came up on sirius xm that's how long ago this is mm. i was listening to that all the time that's what they didn't have podcast back then mm. i'd fucking lose my shit and i'd be like god damn it's funny and then i'd find him online and i was like this is funny and so i ran into mark maron at the american airlines airport mm. american airlines uh admiral's club and maron had just started wtf uh-huh. and he and and man, by the way, Mary, so he's deep in a depression around that time. Well, no, it hadn't blown up yet at all. <laughs> yeah, yet. yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, sure. he was a real regular raw nerve. He's always a raw nerve. Like you know, I don't think there's a time, and I've not, I've known Marin a long time. I could still do this, but back then he was very susceptible to this. Yeah. Is I'd go in and tell him what I thought of the podcast because he, uh-huh. he didn't know what he was. He knew what he was doing, but he was like taking notes. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, great one with that guy. Eagle, like this great road guy. Uh-huh. I go more of that shit. He was like, really? I said, dude, I go those interviews with those guys. I forget the guy's name, but it was such a fucking fascinating interview. Mm-hmm. I go, you know, who you need to get on here is Robert Hawkins. Yeah. And he goes, really? I said, fuck. Yeah. Did he know who he was? Yeah. So he reaches out. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I'm th- I think he did. All he did, he lived here and was on and worked, produced, wrote on that Titus show, that Chris Titus show. Chris that Titus was w- why he lived here. And they moved away. He's like uh, just on the road. Yeah. And I said, and if you listen to the beginning of the Mark Marin Robert Hawkins interview, he says, uh, I appreciate you coming. And he was like, thanks. I Really unexpected. And he goes, well, I ran into Burt Kreischer. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know who you got to get on? Robert Hawkins. And he was like, really? And he was like, and Marin's like, you can thank Bert fucking Kreischer. And he's like, thank you, Bert fucking Kreischer. <laughs> Never fucking met him, uh, but still one of those guys that it's just, I enjoy his comedy. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. He's an interesting dude. Did he you just, see him the in fact Houston? that he looks like such a militant, like he could tear your face off, but he's just. He and Gosling, I just saw them and there was utter silliness. They're not. They were so ridiculous and goofy on stage, and that's what I've always liked about stand up. That's what I like too. No, listen, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love, I love, I, I love watching Rogan and Burr. Sure, and they're not they're not over the top gil- silly and goofy. No, they're but like way a Todd different. Glass, like that makes me giggle so fucking hard. And I'm gonna Hedberg go out on a limb, even. and I know I won't offend Eddie when I say this. I almost think Megan's funnier. Megan. His wife. Oh, really? Yeah. She makes me laugh so fucking hard. I can watch anything she's done. Oh, Megan. Yeah, Mooney. Jason, yeah. Sorry. I, I didn't know we jumped to God. Yeah, she's the yeah, best. Yeah, I wish. I'm sorry. I don't know if she's. I mean, they. she's a mom, and I don't know if she's doing stand-up much now. It's, I think about it all the time. That's a fucking sin. If she's not doing, I'm going to look at her Twitter Before right they started dating, I was like, I wanted them. That's never happened in my life where I wanted them to date. And then they did end up dating. I knew they Megan liked each other. H, right? Uh, I don't know. Do Meg, Meg Han Mooney. Mooney. Yeah, they and and Eddie, of course, has been on Tosh Pino that whole time. But he, when he, when I first saw him, and he was he was Ralph almost Ralphie Mae big. Like he was. Dude, I didn't know that Eddie used to be fat. I used to see he used to be real him. big, but he still could run. I saw him run and vault, jump over a picnic table at that size. Like he was an athlete inside. Like it's not with an H. It's um, Megan Mooney. By the way, that's not her. Yeah, yeah this is her. 
I'm going to find her real quick. Megan Mooney, I'm going to tell you her tour dates because this is someone, if she is doing any clubs, and I don't think she is. I don't think so. I think God, she was she's doing corporate. Fucking, just look at now. She's my age? Are you shitting me? I thought she was so fucking young. Official website of Megan Mooney. God, man. Is she, she, is she on touring? Uh, her website's expired. <laughs> That's my thing. Fuck. I know. I know that it's always, it was like that with skateboarding with me too. Like there'd be these kids that I knew that were a little older and they were so good at it and I wanted to be as good as them. And then they just stop and start playing basketball or seeing girls. (laughs) Girls and skateboarding weren't synonymous back then. But, uh, and I was like, well, if they aren't doing it, why am I still doing it? Like when someone that's really good quits, it's hard to. I mean, he, I went in. I went in, and uh, my buddy, one of my best friends, a guy named Cowhead in Tampa, mm-hmm. and his co-host Galvin. Uh, one of the things that I, when I first met him, that we connected on was Mega Mooney, because I had just met Tosh. I mm-hmm. think I just met Tosh, who introduced me to Eddie, mm-hmm. and there they made me. Made Tosh me looks up to Eddie for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. We, I had an interesting. Uh, He's the only employee that he doesn't yell at. I think. I've, I've, you, I've never, I've never even been over there. I've he had me. I open for Daniel sometimes, and then on the show, I he had me like try and kickflip on a moving treadmill, and I like cracked a rib. I think so. That was. I still get checks. I got checked for seventy cents the other day. It was a Tosh residual. How did you meet Tosh? Uh, from at Cap City, yeah. Uh, Brandon and I were doing this sketch show, and at the tail end of it, that was a Tosh week at Cap City. And uh, before he was famous or anything, but we were we did all these sketches, and we were doing a live show with like music. We were singing and break dancing. It was a re- it was called the Hyper Jackson Chamber. It's the most obnoxious name for a thing, but but that's how I met him. And he's like, "How did you guys do this?" It's funny. I, re- I remember him being with, impressed with something we were doing, and I'm just kind of still in the same place. He's uh, <laughs> he he he, I, he blew me away. I, yeah, you yeah. Know, the, this he's one of the guys. The, he's the opposite of what we said, and he's maybe I, I don't know if he's an exception to the rule or whatever, but like he is a, a, somewhat of a hardworking guy. But yeah, but he is he does have a lazy man's brain. I think. You know, he likes surfing and meditating. Yeah, he's and, got. Uh, yeah, but the, man, the that's first, what I relate to. <laughs> the first time I saw him do stand up, I thought, okay, this there's a cheat code involved. That's too good. Yeah, like, I remember thinking. I remember thinking, uh, he must be stealing these jokes from someone. He's, no one's that funny. He's never not in control, too. Yeah, and he was so confident. Mm-hmm. And me and Gary Goldman went. I this, by the way, I, Gary Goldman. It, was such an integral part of my life for such a long time, right when I had kids. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I had an outlet or anyone to talk to. Him and Steve Byrne. Steve Byrne was so fucking good to me, man. Yeah. Steve Byrne pulled me aside one time and was like, Hey man, you need some friends. And I was like I was like, Oh, I'm Is this good. before you did like the whiskey tour with him? Didn't you yeah. do it? Yeah. It was before this. And he goes, You need some friends. Like, let me introduce you to some people. And I he introduced me to all my friends. Yeah, I've never had anyone do that in my life, even in third grade. <laughs> Steve was fucking great. I yeah. and and but can you tell me something real quick? Just yeah, of decide course. during his special when he's like, "Here's my brother," and then just a version of him stands up wearing military, yeah. uh, and then he sits down. Does he? Is that his brother? Or is he it's hilarious? His brother. That's okay. his brother. Because I when I did my premium blend, I was like, I had to go back because 
D.L. Hughley was drunk or something and said my name wrong, but I still went out and did my set. Fairbanks so they wrong. A Fairchild, Fair Spanks, I don't know. He was like, Chris Fair something, and someone got on the Chris, stage. Chris, life ain't fair or black so, <laughs> Yeah, life ain't fair. Weak, he's weak. And then <laughs> and right when I went up, so I had to go back the next day and reshoot just walking to the mic and grabbing the mic. So I froed my hair out and my watch I put on a different wrist. So Are you, you look, serious? Real closely, you can see my watch go zip, and my hair go thump. Like, uh, but while we were just shooting that, real quick, they put some people in front, uh, just crew people to be the backs of heads. And I was like, "Can I please sit up front? And can you take a shot of me laughing, wearing the same thing, just laughing at myself?" But I thought that would be so funny, especially yeah. back then. On a, people do weird audience stuff now, but I thought at the time, just in a packaged edited premium blend one of the comics has himself laughing at him just a real quick and they were like that's funny let's do it but i think pat buckles or whoever it was came in and said no we're not gonna hold a mirror up to the fact that we edit the show like that so i didn't uh but anyway the end anyway back to Todd. sure sure <laughs> we um me and Gary. Oh, and I'm wearing Megan Mooney's blouse on my premium blend, by the way. Being, I just had a t-shirt. Yes, right I am now. not. I'm not kidding. Are you serious? I'm wearing a, what seemingly a black button-up shirt, but I had shoulder pads, and I just pulled them out. They had, like, Velcro shoulder. It's a women's shirt. I look great in it. It looks nice. <laughs> I look nice in that shirt. If you go and watch my premium blend, wearing a nice black shirt, because I didn't bring anything. What a dummy. I got to fly to New York. You didn't bring anything <laughs> No, I had like a dirty shirt. I'm like, oh, I wore all my clothes, and then I guess I got fish guts, because I was jumping in the trash. The garbage people were on strike. Anyway, all my clothes were dirty, <laughs> and uh, and I got, I'm wearing Megan's shirt. Anyway, okay, sorry. Wait, I guess you couldn't borrow any. <laughs> No, no, no. I know I did, but, but I that was a cape that I took off right when I got on stage. <laughs> Just take off this. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. See, uh, so Daniel taught. Fucking, this is pointless. The point is that Gary and I found out that he was touring nonstop. Yeah, and we were blown away. We couldn't even figure out how to feature. Right. And you couldn't figure out how to get on the road. Like, none of that made sense. It wasn't like the internet wasn't around for you to be able to use the way right. you can now and build a right. fan base or whatever. You just had to sit and wait your turn. Well, if I'm not mistaken, and you're a Florida guy originally, yeah. right? Didn't he have, he had a show where he'd like rate women Tense. or some. Yeah, it's like, if you hear about it now, it's like, Ooh, that would not fly. Hey, you're about Nate. I, I, I never watched it. But he was well known in Florida from that. So he just. I think he skipped the whole featuring for people process and just said, "Hey, yeah, Miami Improv." But still, how do you get that funny without right? I don't, like, how do you get that funny without living in New York and LA? He just right away was able, yeah, immediately, yeah. just leapfrogged into like really great writing, confidence that I still, after eighteen, seventeen years, haven't. I mean, he immediately had that. He 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 kicked. We worked together in in Miami one weekend. The the week after Georgia was born, not the week she was born. I worked mm. with the tell. The very next, I flew home on Monday. On Monday, flew back on Thursday. Worked with Tosh that weekend, and I remember being like, I remember he kicked a dude out in the front row before b- before he got on stage. Like he walked on stage and said, "You're leaving right now." Oh, and I was weird. and it was a packed room, and I was like. Why is he doing? Cause I got off stage. This guy was heckling, and I just I, I pandered you to him. You say he had a Mountain Dew football jersey or something, and that's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, dude, he fucking kicked him out, and he's like, 
kicking out you and your mullet. Get the fuck out. Fucking your night's over. Show's done. Doesn't start until this fucking gentleman leaves. Kick him the fuck out. Like Weird. literally. And the guy had done nothing. No, he had been heckling me. Oh, okay. And uh, and I just put up with it. When I got off, his words to me. By the way, I don't think we'd ever even met. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had. Show- I was. I'd gone on stage before he'd even gotten there. Mm-hmm. His wor- first words to me were, "That's one way to do it." And I was like, I was like, well, I didn't want to fuck up the show. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, you would not fuck up the show by kicking him out. Yeah. I said, well, yeah, I didn't want to kick someone. I'm just featuring. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. Someone's ruining the show. You fucking ask him to leave. And so he just walked out and he's like, you're the fuck out of here. Go, go. And the guy, they kicked him out. And Tosh got into like a shouting, not a shouting because he didn't. His energy didn't. He, he didn't let mad. go of himself. But he gets mad. They fucking shouting match. The last words Tosh says to him is, by the way, this is 2004. <laughs> I hope you get AIDS. <laughs> and the fucking crowd's like, holy shit. And then he looks at the crowd and he goes, the good kind of AIDS, like Magic Johnson AIDS. And the place turns around and then he goes, his next joke was, Kobe Bryant's so good at basketball, I believe he should be allowed to rape women. And the fucking place went nuts and they loved him. Yeah, it's, that's I, and I see that with Jeselnik. There's so many comics that say stuff that's like, if someone on paper said someone white, uh, got on stage and was able to get away with saying that. I'm like, well, then the audience is paid. Or so. I, I can't believe what. I just know what I can't say on stage. Well, it's uh, weird. It's weird. Well, I think that's changed. Chappelle's special was so subtly politically insensitive, and I don't mean not. not there's no slight on it, but it was enjoyable to see someone not really give a fuck. What That's, he said. I've read some negative stuff about some of the. Of course, people are going to yeah. do that now. People, there's social I mean, media he, he, warriors that. He uh, literally, it was like, it was almost like he's been. It, I, it like, it was, it was re- refreshing to see that I guess you can't get in trouble anymore. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, he's not going to get in trouble. It's come full circle. Yeah. Maybe it's, and maybe that's Trump. Maybe, I don't know what it is. It's mm-hmm. nice for me because I go. There's a lot of things I've wanted to say that I just go, I guess you can't really say that. Now, I'm not saying that. If because- anything can be said about that it's positive about Trump right now, it is. Yeah, I guess we can all say as long as it falls short of, uh, you know, grabbing them in the pussy or just entire uh, race groups uh, uh, go home. You know that. Hey, race group, go home. That's a classically what you're not supposed to say anymore. So now we can I can joke about. Uh, a gay guy or something, right? Well, the point, my point was, was like, I just don't want to deal with the fucking headache. And that was another thing I talked about in therapy is that a lot of the things, you know, when I was on Travel Channel, like, I, you, you, in order, like, Patrice once said, uh, um, a good joke and a bad joke come from the exact same place. Mm. A joke that you protest comes from the exact same birthplace as a joke you fall in love with. Right. Because it's just a chance. You don't know if it's going to be funny. You can't know until you put it out to an audience. Right. You can write a song and play it for a friend, but I can't run a joke by my friend who might have the same fucked up sense of humor I do, and then we go in front of an audience and everyone's like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. And so, um, it, it, for me, I find that really fascinating that like watching Chappelle's special... I mean, I not that, but I haven't heard anything negative. I mean, I'm guess it's out there, but like, I, I mean, yeah, I've heard it's great. I'm just it's, online. There's people that make I'm it their so, job. They he make goes it their on, job. He does a rant about a, a gay blogger, and basically, oh, that Milo guy, the the was that who did a uh, he's a Breitbart uh, right wing guy, but he happens to also be gay. But he's kind of like a self hating. 
Yeah, yeah I know who Milo guy. is. Wait, oh, hold okay. on. Is that who the... Maybe that's I not... Had, this is when I wish I had a Jamie. Where I go, Jamie, pull that up. Yeah, yeah, just a mental Rolodex of facts. I am not that person. Oh, fuck. I love having friends that gossip. Hey, everyone, <laughs> real quick. Oh, this is not going to help. Go check out Tom Rhodes, too. He just texted me. He's in side splitters this weekend, but that's last weekend, so you just missed it. Um, <laughs> so check out what you Tom missed. Tom Rhodes is a big fucking Houston guy. Yeah, he was always at the... He was doing our little Velveeta room way back then, and he was living in, like, Amsterdam permanently. He was, like, an Amsterdam resident at yeah. the time. Um, but, yeah, he's that guy's great. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's great. So He reminds me of Mitch sometimes. He does. There's a little hint. I think, you know, I think it's they were just friends. voice, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's got a similar voice. He's more ranty, mm-hmm. but he's got a soulness to his voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like a jazz singer. It's so funny. Um, I think. It, I, See, if you had a mic, you could be picking up this. Uh, this audio of this. Yeah, that siren. Sorry. That's the only thing that sucks is we got a new gardener and he tore down our bird of paradise because he's like, you don't want it. It's infringing on your house. So he turned it down, but then you, now you can hear everything in the alley. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it yeah. fucking scares the shit out of me at night. I have panic attacks because I can hear things. Like, it sounds like they're... It, technically, they are in your backyard because there's just a fence. So so the sound sounds like they're directly in your backyard. Right, right. So it freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> um, do you think you'll ever have kids? I, it's weird. Something just happened to me where I want... To have kids, it just happened. How long you been with your chick? Uh, and it, I more or less. I mean, I want to have kids. I'm not saying I want to get married. Wouldn't that? I mean, yeah, I kind of am in the same place there, where I haven't seen that work out. I've seen having kids work out, yeah, for people, but the marriage thing, I'm still scared of. Oh, and so that's a commit. That's a dude commitment thing. But it's I, so uh, much easier having. A, a I can't. Mar- I can't. Can, and kids like me. It's a weird. But I try and talk about it, and I, I just come off coming weird, especially when I have a mustache. You can't just say you like people's kids. But I like my ne- nephew and nieces. It's okay for me to like them. But people are always, you know, can't just talk to kids. Like in a mall, you know, I'll go up to a group of kids and be like, hey. I'm, I'm just kidding. Please, anyone that takes things seriously, I'm a sarcastic person. All right. We worked together one weekend in Bray. Trying to fuck that? your kid. He's a redhead. <laughs> uh, that's good. I don't even. No, that doesn't. That's dumb. I. Uh, but uh, yeah, I do. I think I'd be good at. that. I used to work at a daycare before I moved to Texas. To do that was the last thing I did. I worked at a daycare, and it was so fun. Just. It really is how I got my exercise. I put kids on my shoulders and run around this back play yard area. And that's all they wanted. They're like, run me around on your shoulders. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to get in shape. And that, it was uh, fun. Those kids, are, those kids are in their 20s now. It's so funny. Well, well, yeah. No, yeah, in Montana. Yeah. It, was a, my, it was my friend. We lived next to it. My friend's mom ran this daycare. So. What, was, uh, what, was, what was Montana like? It's great. I just got back uh, the day before yesterday. Do you have any Montana in you? Like, meaning like... Yeah, I think so. I mean... I'm from Florida. So, like, I'll tell you what I mean by that question. I'm from Florida. I still like to smoke weed in the day Mm -hmm. and drink a a couple cold beers. Like, every now and then I like to go off the rails. And then sometimes I like to really get down and hunker down. Like, if I go... If it's a Saturday and we're on vacation, I'm old school like my friends. Mm. I want to drink all day. Right. Like, that's Florida mentality is... Like Florida mentality also is is very rude to turn down drugs 
Like that's all my friends grew up. Can I way. tell you what happened to me in Florida because of the pressure to do drugs? And that's just why going back to why I got called by the bank at your house and they said someone tried to spend ten thousand dollars at a Nordstrom in Hollywood, where that improv is. I was opening for Greg Barrett and I did very poorly, and the audience didn't like me. But there's these ladies after the show that were like fun moms with with. Uh, Jimmy Buffett shirts and they bought me all these fruity drinks and uh, I was getting drunk with these ladies. They were like, you were great. They just didn't get you. Uh, we thought you were terrific. And there's one dude with him who looked like uh, he just looked like a broy dude, but he had a crazy shirt and weird patent leather loafers. He was like kind of a weird dude and he wasn't talking much. But then these ladies, it got all Pulp Fiction-y because they were like, all of a sudden, they all got up and said, we have to go. Uh, we have to pick up our daughters who are at a dance club. Uh, do you want to keep hanging out? And I'm like, oh, these ladies have daughters? And the guy was like, they're they're hot, dude. He was like, I'm like, great, sure. I have a room here. Go get the daughters and come back, all of you. And the guy's like, well, I'll just hang out with you. And so we went up to my room, and he had coke. And I don't do a lot of drugs uh but sometimes it's rude to turn down coke in florida uh i had just seen <laughs> by the way that's your shirt <laughs> it's rude it's, it's rude, rude to turn down coke in florida it really is and, and yeah and so this guy went to me and we did some coke like on the ironing board and uh and i was didn't even get the chance to know him i woke i woke up uh and i was on the floor and i was leaning against a chair like my head like i'd fallen like that and this guy was across the room, and he was masturbating. Uh, he didn't have his pants down by his hand in his pants, and he was jerking off or pretending to. At first, I woke up, and I'm like, ah. like uh, and I said, uh, can you please stop doing that? I was real scared. Couldn't feel my legs. Uh, and and he said, he was kept saying, I'm not gay. Uh, I'm not gay. You never, he's like, you never in a frat hung out and did this with your friends and he's masturbating this whole time. And I'm like, no, and gay, it's not really the issue. Uh, I just would love it. If you'd stop it, making me feel uncomfortable. And I feel like maybe I've been drugged and, uh, and I was real scared. And, uh, and I finally got Come him on, to slow down this story. You are, you, I want to get through it. You do a line of Coke <laughs> and then you, then you just, that's pass. what I'll never know. These ladies were the ones giving me drinks. Oh, for the longest time, I thought they were like in a – that's why I said Pulp Fiction. It seemed like a, hey, we got one for you, Zeb, like uh, like the guy chained up to get raped in the basement and the guy, the thrift store guys, and the guy comes over. How old are you in this story? Uh, this was right when like, – right before we started Reality Bites Back. Really? And then and then some credit card fraud. Kept. So keep – okay. So, so I had my pants on, but huh? maybe he grabbed my wallet. I don't know. So wait, so you wake up. The guy's jacking off. You're like, stop. Yeah, and it was like four in the morning. He's I had claiming a, what you're saying is a hate crime. Yeah, or that's – honestly, people are always like, why didn't you – first of all, I couldn't get up, but they're like, why didn't you beat him up? Or And I'm like, it really felt like – I immediately felt bad for someone that is has to do this, you know, or gets turned on by this. Or, you know, people like Cosby who like need get a boner from asleep people, you're fucked up, you know, yeah. and that – I had been I I don't fall asleep that easily and it was coke, you know. It's like should be Yeah. I knew I'd been drugged. And uh he I finally talked him into just doing it in the bathroom and then 
it's this is the jokey funny part but it's true is i realized i was gonna miss my flight and uh and i was like can you when you're done in there can you please give me a ride to the airport the guy and he's like yeah totally and he was in the bathroom masturbating, and I'm like trying to pack my bag. So your body starts working. Yeah, I could kind of crawl around. I like once I was like, okay, I, I just knew that when I woke up, I'm like, there's a reason I'm like this. But I could wiggle. I mean, yeah. I wasn't like but dead in the body. Your body, you're out of it. Mentally. I was out of it for hours, and I was felt. I had a oh, bad really? night. I had a, the next day. I f- it felt like a weird hangover. Roofied. I don't know what I got. I it's. The only time this has happened to me, I don't know what to compare it to, but it was absolutely horrifying. And then, and then, at, at some point, he got—I think it was like the cab drivers used to do that carbon swipe, and it had your full card number on it. Yeah, I remember getting on the plane like, "Oh no, I hope that guy didn't pick up." That card, and then when we were all at your house with your kids, I got a call from Wells Fargo, and they're like, "Did were you just in Florida?" And I was like, "I don't want to talk about it. Like, what do you, what do you Shut know?" Up. So the joke part is maybe he wasn't masturbating. Maybe in his pants he was just rubbing my credit card with a crayon. That's not, but I know he was actually masturbating, uh, and Dude. it was fucking horrifying. And I kept it to myself, of course. Back then, I've talked, I told this story on Road Stories, that Murray's Road Stories podcast. Uh, but it was uh, a, a secret I kept for a long because it felt off. Also, people don't have a lot of sympathy when you get drugged through your nose. You know, it's not like I, you know, I thought for a long time. You put it right in my face. Yeah, yeah. yeah I put it in this Coke and I snorted it. I'm a victim. No one really is on your side because uh, I don't know if it was those ladies, but they never came back. I mean. And they just left this weird guy with me. They were a weird group already. It's just so Florida, so to, Florida. Me, to meet this weird group of ladies that, with a that, dude. That, that club has a bad rap. You it, know what happened to Mike uh, Mike Young there. At the Hollywood, in the, in the Hard Rock? Yeah. Yeah. And he got knocked out? No. Oh, Mike Young. He was on my podcast. He told a little bit of the story. I think he told the story. <laughs> Him, Brett Ernst, I think Sebastian Maniscalco are all doing it. They used to do this Young American Comedy Tour. I used mm. to do it, too. We all used to do it. Steve Byrne, uh, Butch Bradley. And they go. They do the show. They go across the street, to, across the hall. Do you, you got to get going? Uh, I have to go to, to talk to Al about something that we're doing at that big compound we went to. Uh, when, when do you have that? Uh, One-ish. So I do it. Sorry, I didn't mean to oh, cut that, off. That's your... fine. No, we'll wrap the... this up. Okay, this cool, been... cool. By the way, I got to have you back. This has been the most seamless podcast. Like, literally, it's like an hour 34, and I was like, oh, I could do two, another hour and a half of them. Oh, thanks, I'll even fucking ask. No, this has been really fun, yeah. Um, I knew it would be. He went over, and he was just talking to a girl, and typical Florida move, this guy's girlfriend, and he just sucker punches him and break, like, just punches him, breaks his orbital, and... Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking bad. In the club? In the, yeah, no, in the... So they have like the, you know the Wet Willies where they buy all the fucking uh, yeah yeah that place or right across the hall. I was at Wet Willies talking to some girl and it was going great. We were even kissing and stuff, and then a dude came and grabbed her and and I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "He was with her earlier and left." She's like, "I'm gonna hang out with the comic." He's like, "All right, left. Things were going great. He came back and said, it's my girlfriend.'" I'm oh like, well, God. why didn't you say something earlier? But at least I didn't. Why didn't you? Oh, yeah. you don't have a promise ring on I was her? doing great. Or he said it was my ex. It's my ex. I'm like, 
All right, that's fine. But I'm glad. Yeah, orbital. Everyone there is might as well be an MMA fighter, though. I, I you look around. It's well. Like, you grow up. I mean, in Florida, you know, I always say that guns. I got guns pulled on me all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah. I remember someone telling me they were like some British guy was like, um, I remember the. I had the most American thing happen to me. I had a gun pulled on me, and I was like, we don't tell that story. There's, I have nine of them. I mean, yeah, I was yeah. growing up. Oh, wow. Them. You cut off someone in traffic, and they just pulled a gun. That was very legal. You could have a gun in your car. You just wow. Had to have it. You had to have it one step away from it, so you had to go reach for it. More you so you, th- out. you think than in Texas, it's like a gun? Uh, probably as much, yeah. I would guess. Although, uh, this sounds really silly, but I think Texas has more of a respect for guns than Florida does. Right, right. I mean, I think in Florida... I remember being in a truck in the back of my buddy Cowhead's truck, and I just bumped up to one of his guns, and I took it out and started playing with it. And every one of my f- my friends that weren't from Florida were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "This is what we do." <laughs> like, it, like it was. Uh, <laughs> I'm, from- high- yeah, I'm from Florida. Spinning it. I'm from Florida. Spinning- <laughs> You're supposed to do tricks right away, right? Here, yeah, you put weed on this end, and you suck out of this side. <laughs> Let's listen to Pitbull now. <laughs> but I think in Florida there was there is an irresponsibleness. To having a gun. Uh, by the way, look, I'm your kin. So if you're from Florida and you're upset, you have yeah. to agree. There are just times when people pull guns when yeah. you get cut off in traffic and you're like, dude, it doesn't need to be this. However, I appreciate it. Uh, next time I'll pay more attention when I cut over. I got a gun pulled on me. I had a boat. I was towing my boat and I forgot I had the boat on and I just got over lanes and I pushed a car into the next lane of traffic. Oh, wow. And. The guy came, pulled up with a gun out the window, and I fucking locked him up, and I had a boat on the back. And I just, and I was like, he was going to fucking shoot me. Whoa. Like, I remember I was in college, and we used to take our boat down to St. Pete from Tampa, and so you had to drive. It was a flats boat. They had good flats down there, and you uh-huh. could catch redfish or maybe bone every now and then. Not really bone, but let's be honest. A little Whoa. fucking trout. And so, uh, but I remember a guy pulled a gun, and I was like, oh, he's going to fucking shoot me. That's so scary. So funny in here, I remember a guy. So what I, happened? You just. Nothing. He, uh, I locked him up. Everyone locked up. The guy kept going. And then as he tried to slow down, there were, there were cars already up behind him. And, oh, and okay. I just was like, fucking get off the next exit. Fucking breathe. I remember there's a lot. By the way, that is a Florida move. Uh, I don't. I hope to God I'm not the only one to experience this. Gun pulled on you. You get off immediately. And then you pull into like a Ramada Inn parking lot in the back. And you breathe and pray that guy doesn't pull up next to you. And you right. just go, okay, all right. I got to get home. Yikes. I got to get home. Time to, time to drive down Florida Avenue or Nebraska. And God, that's horrifying. Yeah, that will. I've never like, had a gun pulled on me. Are you serious? Had people show me a gun in their pants? Oh no, no, no! I had. I've had. I'm not joking. I've probably had. No lie. Probably eight guns pulled on me in traffic. All in traffic. Wow, really? Yeah, all in traffic. As, ha- and by the way, for this is the eight guns from the period of sixteen. To twenty five, so in ten years, I don't. I it would be years. bad. If, I drive an idiot. I drive around with brass knuckles, and my dad gave me like a billy club. You like drive a, with brass knuckles. Yeah, what I, are you gonna I, do? I don't I'm fucking punch someone in the face with it if I have to. I just have them, but it's less intimidating when I just hold those and hold. You're laughing too hard. I'm kind. Of, I'm a bit of a. You know, I, I, I used to scuffle. They are. They are. Are we gonna rumble? They are perfect. Everything in my car that I have to defend myself is is uh, silhouetted on a TSA sign. I have brass knuckles. 
I have a round bomb with a wick <laughs> in my car. <laughs> stars for I have the throwing ninja stars. I have a round throwing bomb ninja wick. stars. The no. <laughs> I'll tell you what I got, that, which is really great, because I'm always afraid someone's going to break into my house. Um, I, w- I was in Africa with my buddy, and we were at this like resort, but it was still sketchy. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I think we were in Zanzibar, Tanzania, and my buddy had this headlamp that was fucking blinding. It was so big, and it had an external battery to it, meaning like it had like a power pack. Sure. Like, it just wasn't a battery that goes in the front. It had another power pack in the back that made it heavy. And these two African dudes that were sketchy as fuck and not on the resort cut the corner, and my buddy flipped on his headlamp and looked at them, and it blinded them. Oh, wow. So I bought this Phoenix flashlight that is so – I think it's like 900 luminums. It's mm-hmm. the highest you can get. That would work. And yeah. I just – I carry it with me, and if someone in my backyard or if someone broke into my house, I hit them with that, and at least I can see them, and I can hit them, and they'll be fucking blinded. When I was young, my mom gave me pepper spray because I'm in Montana, and I'm skateboarding. We used to get in fights all the time because uh, it wasn't popular. And my mom gave me pepper spray early on, and I've used it, and it works great. Really? Everyone should have pepper spray. If you're really? not a gun person, it will put – it unless someone's on PCP, if you – they're easy to use. It's a steady spray. I give it as gifts Can I tell you time. what I also have? Pepper I have, spray works great. I have a gun – oh, let me rephrase that. My wife has a gun. Uh-huh. I have a pepper spray that looks like a gun. That's kind of funny. Does that, you pull it out. <laughs> Be happy this isn't a real gun spray. <laughs> By the way, it doesn't work on homeless people. Like, I pulled it out and to like scare a homeless guy out of my front yard who was trying to get into my house. Here? Yeah. And he was like, I don't care if it's a gun or pepper spray. I'm still getting in there. I don't care if your dog and your kids are there. My kids are in the front yard. This guy's trying to get in to our front yard over this fence. That Did we you put spray up. him? Uh no, dude, you see my dog, 140 yeah. pounds, fucking losing her mind at this guy. And the guy is just like... He said he didn't care. Just didn't give a fuck. And then Priscilla, I think, was the reason he backed off. But I had this fucking handgun, looks like a handgun, and he, he I think he was like, I am so done with this life. If it needs to go out this way, let it go out oh, this way. Oh, no, that's Homeless horrifying. people are hard to scare off. Yeah. I've had it twice. We had When we did renovation on the house, two homeless people tried to break in and both Why times. Why does this keep happening to you? It was, well, because we had a porta potty in our front yard, so that was a public restroom for them. Oh. So they were all aggregated gotcha. over here in the middle of the night to sure, go to the bathroom. Sure. Oh, man. It was a fucking nightmare. That's scary. I got to get you out of here. I'm going to, I will talk, I will not stop talking to you. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me too. We'll just do it again. Part, we got to do this part again. one. Yeah. Let's do let's do one. Who could we do? I, I, this is going to be a big podcast. But what I'll tell you right now, what gets huge ones for me is when two people. Who would you like to do a podcast with on this show? Like me, like we can invite one more comic. Makes me laugh, and he's really great. Uh, on podcasts, my friend, do you know uh, Patrick Keene at all? I don't, but fucking He's let's do very it. funny. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Henry right Phillips, now. my buddy Henry. Oh, he's I great. love Henry. Yeah, and if you, you know, because you know him, maybe with him, but it's, we have, we can, we know each other where we have a lot of stories where it's like, yeah, I was there. Let me tell what really happened or, you know, things let's, like uh, that. Let's, well, we'll, let's set it up with both. Okay, cool. That's cool. Okay, I, great. Are you still drinking? 
Yeah, I'm afraid so. It's still okay, a yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Maybe still we'll a big do one problem. With, let's do. Let's set. I'll call. I'll text <laughs> you and Henry right now. Okay, and we'll set up one where the three of us have cocktails. Okay, cool. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll go meet at the bar over there. I, we'll do it in the man cave. Let's just do it in the man cave. Sure, sure. It's more easy to manage. Yeah. And I'll get. I'll get some drinks for all of us, and we'll throw a party, and we'll have some cocktails, and it'll be a fucking blast. Yeah, yeah. And talk to Henry about his new movie and everything. Yeah, I just yeah. had him on the podcast. I, and by the way, Henry makes me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah, so, he is so fucking funny he's got so many stories and he doesn't forget a detail and that's what that movie is basically it's just a, a list right, of I'm gonna stories send a group but, text okay cool. Henry right now this um, was what fun. do you want to promote oh by the way by the way also oh. before i finish i've got it i'm gonna say have you and leanne talk i want i want you to do a tour, tour poster for me oh sure Please. yeah of course i would yeah, love yeah. that i would love that of course yeah i would love that and i'll pay whatever your you charge I i'm reasonable love that. yeah Cool. I love that because I saw that fucking. And uh, by the way, if you're a comic listening to this, hit up Chris Fairbanks. This poster he has of that I saw of Dana Gould, it bothered. That was the one that made me go, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like Dana Gould has a poster. Nothing against Dana <laughs> Gould. It's just he doesn't seem like a guy who gives a fuck about making tour posters. He's got a, he's way into it. Yeah, he's got a bunch of cool posters. I was, like, cool I was posters. like, he doesn't look like he'd. No, the I'd, funny thing is, I don't do this shit for myself. I would never make myself a poster. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I love your art. So, oh, but thanks, what are you gonna? Where, where can people hit you up if they want you to do a tour poster? Just uh, chrisfairbanks.com. and are there your emails on there. Yeah, yeah. There's a and what's your Twitter contact form? Uh, Chris Fairbanks. Just Chris Fairbanks. At Chris. And Fairbanks. the same with your yeah. Instagram. I'm doing everything right. I don't know why this isn't working out. We're, <laughs> Just we're kidding. all in this. Book. It's by the working way, out fine. Megan Mooney's <laughs> Twitter is the Megan Mooney. Is it? When's the last the, time she tweeted? M-E-G-A-N-M-O-O-N-E-Y. She tweeted one day ago. Oh, okay, um, good. I'm going to see if I can find Eddie Gosling. Eddie Gosling's E-D-D-I-E-G-O-S-S-L-I-N-G. And, uh, Robert Hawken is the Hawk's Nest, I think. The the Hawk's com. Nest. <laughs> it used um, to be. I don't know. Yeah. And so, dude, this was a fucking blast. Yeah, man. yeah. It was really fun. Thanks, I can't buddy. wait. I'm texting you and Henry right now. Okay, cool. Thank you, man. Of course. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.